Transplanter RPG is proudly sponsored by at Dimitri Opines on Twitter. That is at D-M-I-T-R-Y-O-P-I-N-E-S. And Explain Trade, a negotiation skills training consultancy believing in the power of D&D and Transplaner's potential to grow, tell great stories, and lift up our community. Explain Trade trains negotiators for governments, big companies, NGOs, and offers e-learning courses for individuals looking to get a better deal from their boss. Level up your charisma score and check out explaintrade.com. Hello, 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 everybody. It is so good to see all of your digital non-existent faces in the chat. Uh, please excuse the overlay. I'm going to fix it right now. Uh, but while I stop for time, I'm going to do some introductions. I'm Connie. I'm going to be your GM for tonight with Blades in the Dark, your good friend V, a thrilling heist into the slumbering palace of Dokao, the capital city of Toulon. Uh, so that's me, but I'm going to pass it along to the real stars of this evening. Let's go to Erica first. Erica, why don't you tell us about yourself? and where we can find you. Hi, everybody. I'm Erica, she, her pronouns, and I will be playing Vinox Scherzo, that lovable elf sorceress. I'm so excited for this. But you can find me here on Twitch at Erica New Girl. I will pass it on down to uh, Revon. Hi, I'm Revon. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and they, them. I'm a freelance artist. So uh, if you ever need anybody to do any TTRPG, fantasy, sci-fi, uh, I'm your guy. I do character design, I do concept art, I also stream over at my Twitch, uh, The Mythic Bunny, you can pretty much find me anywhere, at The Mythic Bunny. I'm gonna be playing Vasio, uh, who also has he, they pronouns. That's me, I'm gonna pass it on over to Austin. Hey, what's up everybody, I'm Austin, my pronouns are he, they, and she, all equally use whichever strikes your fancy, I don't really have a particular option for you besides those three. I'll be playing Tano, uh, Tano's pronouns are he, they, uh, you can find me over on Twitter at Sailor Scott Austin. That's at Sailor SCT Austin. You can find me every Wednesday on my podcast, Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries. And then every Monday, I'm over on the Friends Who Rule Dice playing Mind in the Martyr. That starts at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. So I'm going to stop talking now and give it to Izzy. <laughs> Hello, I'm Izzy. I'm going to take over talking where Austin is stop because that's what I do. She, her, they? pronouns um and i do actually require that the they has a question mark uh, at the end of it still just testing that one out mostly joking feel free to also use an exclamation point after they that was more of a declarative period but you know what it's gonna be fine we'll not worry about the pro uh punctuation for now um let's see you can find me on twitter at z underscore mist with a y because that's cool also Wednesdays, wednesdays pathfinder 1e podcast find us on twitter pod versus machine I think those are most of the things. I don't stream anything, but I do play a lot of puzzles just by myself. So I guess if you're interested, you can come hang out on my balcony and be aware of that. Please don't do that without an invite. That's terrifying. Thanks. I'm going to stop talking also. Heck yeah, look at these amazing folks doing incredible things. I think with that out of the way, just a quick spiel about Shoot Your One-Shot for tuning in. This is the penultimate episode of a month-long series of one-shots set in Endake, which is a Transplanar RPG's non-colonial anti-Orientalist world, uh, featuring three guests, three to four guest stars per one-shot who are all uh, 
beautiful, amazing QTPOC or Bimpok who used Bimpok shoot your shot, the hashtag at us on Twitter. And we were like, hell yeah, you shot your shot and we're going to shoot it right back at you. So welcome onto our channel because we love you and you love us. Um, okay, I believe that's everything we need to talk about aside from content warnings. Quick content warnings for this one shot. Fantasy violence, gore, nightmares, flashbacks, hallucinations, emotional trauma, voluntary memory modification, and references to sexual entanglements. And with that out of the way, let's get right into your good friend. Vasio, Tano, and Micah. It is the 345th year after the Great Peace Treaty of Andake, and the three of you are scoundrels. Brigands, thieves, bandits, swords for hire. But most importantly, right now, you are allies to V. Nox Sherzo, an infamous elven con woman and an adept sorceress who has invited the three of you on the score of a lifetime. We open on the slumbering palace, a massive, sprawling palatial complex nestled in the heart of Do Kao, the capital of the kingdom of Long. Stone walls encircle this palace. Armed guards bejeweled in Tulongan blues and silvers patrol the parapets, keeping an eye, a watchful eye, on the bustling marketplace below where the heady fumes of steamed fish, chicken feet, abulette claws, and fried squid rise to greet the nose. Past these battlements past the watchtowers, we sweep into the courtyards of the palace, where servants tend to glimmering green gardens. We sweep past a sweat-glazed gardener whose skin browns in the summer heat, past a proud temple dedicated to Mengshen, Jirdi, its ridges supported by crimson pillars, the edicts of heaven displayed above terracotta shingles, and we alight upon the royal library of Dokao. The library is comprised of eight buildings connected by open-air courtyards, balconies, and gardens. Magistrates stroll across bridges debating philosophy whilst reading from pocketbooks of poetry. Nobles sit at stone tables amidst manicured hedges of colorful chrysanthemums and hawthorn trees bristling with red fruit. Verdant streams wind through these courtyards, teeming with fish, lily pads, lotus blossoms. But the four of you know something that even these officiants, magistrates, and nobles don't, which is past this peaceful facade of nature and literature deep within the dark heart of the royal library folded amongst the twisting shelves and shadow-stained carpets of the forbidden stacks. Rumor says there is a vault. A vault that belongs to the royal family of Tulong. A vault that none but the Emperor Ju of Qing himself can open. A vault whose contents have not seen daylight in over 500 years. And inside that vault, upon a pedestal, is a book. A book thought to be lost to the ravages of time. A book about the long extinct, mythical, powerful dragons. Dragons. Yes, yes, of course, they're gone now. They've been gone for a myriad or more. But V. Sherzo claims to have a buyer who will pay an extraordinary sum of gold for this very book. Enough gold to get the four of you settled for several lifetimes over. The stakes are high. 
and the risk is even higher. From planning this heist to the day of the operation, you four thieves will have to work, sneak, lie, and fight your way to that vault, all without raising the alarm. If you do, your chances at pulling off this heist are shot, and you'll go home empty-handed, or spend the rest of your lives rotting in the dungeons of Dokao. Can you trust V? Can you trust each other? Or will greed overtake your blackened hearts at a crucial moment and send daggers plunging into backs? Let's play to find out, and welcome to your good friend. Before we get to the library, though, before we get to the palace, or Dokao, or even the kingdom of Long, we are going to start with Vasio. Vasio, why don't you tell us what you look like and where you are when V. Nakshirzo approaches you about the score of a lifetime? Well, Vasio is uh, a 5'6", not-so-intimidating individual with brown skin and telling scales littering his cheekbones of this iridescent black. Uh, he has dark hair. He sometimes is wearing a little cowboy hat. He hasn't <laughs> decided of it if it's his thing just yet. He has the telling signs as well of like scars along his jawbone that meet the ends of his smile, that ever-present smile on his face. Possibly might have to do with uh, what he was born as. You don't know including like amber eyes with slitted pupils. He wears usually upon layers of uh, muted colors, greens and golds, something to sort of blend in, but not too much. When V finds him, he is settled in the back of a bar looking for an easy score. His talents lie mostly in being a, a bit of a pickpocket Maybe more, but he's relaxing in the back booth, just enjoying a drink by himself. Okay, we find you in a bar in Dabathati, the capital of the Republic of Talmud, where uh, the sweet burnt smell of chai fills the air uh, and people puffing on hookahs are sort of sitting nearby and the whole, this entire tavern is just filled with smoke. A good story, good beer. Uh, you're looking around for an easy score sitting on this stool. What's your poison of choice? What are you drinking? For now, he started off with something uh, just a, a little simple. Just He started off with tea and now he's starting to delve deeper into like just simple beers. Mm -hmm. He hasn't decided how deep he wants to go just yet. Depends on how totally. good the day it is. Yeah, you got to keep your head <laughs> clear for, uh, for an easy score, right? Uh, nursing this tea. When V... How do you sidle up next to Vasio? Well, V. Nakshirzo, uh, should I describe a little bit of what she currently looks why like? Don't you, why don't you paint us a beautiful word picture we can feast our <laughs> yes. ears on? So from afar, from another corner of, of this establishment, is a 50-year-old elven woman. A, a babe compared to where we last saw V. She's got a medium-length haircut, uh, kind of like, a, I, I dare to say a little bit of a Karen haircut, but it's a kind of a Karen haircut. Oh my God. <laughs> These, the white Karen hair, like with an angular cut, green Kelly eyes burning from across the room. She's got on a sort of, it's a hoodie with the arms sort of cut off, 
but it's not zipped up all the way. And from it, you can see um, a white blouse type shirt with an Kelly green tie tucked away in it. And um, she's in her belt phase. She is wearing far more many belts than she ever would ever need. Oh Some God. of them have little pouches on it. He's hot topic uh, phase. We get it. <laughs> it's teenage V. What can oh I do? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and she sees, she sees the CEO, um, and me, as she makes her way over, she pretends as if she knows everybody in the bar, basically kind of um, looking for marks. You know, she dr pretends to be drunk, spilling herself over a table and seeing, trying to spy like what kind of valuables are on tables. And, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is, I'm sorry. I'm just having a good time. And then she um, slowly makes her way to see and be like, Vasil, my old friend, how are you doing today? Vasio takes a moment to just drink in the mess that has just like he knows what what V is up to. He gives a bit of a nod and puts his hands on his hips. Well, if it isn't V, been a while. It has been. It has been a very long time. I've was just looking for so like a good friend like you, perhaps hanging in such an establishment. I hope that things aren't too uh, unsettled from the last time we perhaps saw each other? Well, the last time we saw each other, I came out empty-handed, but we did make a promise. Are you here to fulfill that promise? Absolutely, my friend. I have got something going for you that will make our last attempt look like pittance. It looks just a couple of copper pieces. What, what I have for you this time, friend, is going to be the greatest deal you could ever have and your good friend V she's here to to let you in on perhaps the score of a lifetime and tell me everything and on V pulling in right and whispering the details of this clandestine heist in your ear we pull out of this bar and now we are going to go to Tano Tano why don't you tell us what you look like and where you are when v Sherzo approaches you about this library heist? Tano is like seven feet tall, scary looking dude. I'm talking like wide, very sturdy body. Has like a lot of cool like movie anime scars that are just like cool. Like you don't, you're like, how do you get a scar that goes? Like, it's just cool shaved head and he dresses pretty plain like pretty simple like shirt pants he doesn't wear shoes because i never wear shoes and when v finds tano he is fishing okay uh we find you at a dock uh in, let's see, Rangapuni Island in the kingdom of Uhanahi, right? Where the, the salt-licked waves, uh, their, their tips capped with froth and foam, sort of psh, psh, wash up onto this beach. But you're at the end of this dock with a, how are you fishing? Is it with a line or a net or a cage? Something else? Like a, like old school, like fishing spear. A spear, okay. Yeah, you're perched on the edge of this dock watching the dark bodies of fish flit uh, in this uh, shallow surf, right? Uh, and there's, I think there's maybe bait that other fisher uh, folk have like put on to the surface of this water that's sort of just like drifting, undulating the surf. You can hear the calling of the market, the beachfront market behind you, right? You can smell like the fresh blood of fish that have already been caught, you know, and are now being prepared for a delicious dinner feast. 
right? And as you're holding the spear, right, your bicep rippling in, in, in the light of the setting sun, right? Mm -hmm. V, how do you pull up Titano? Actually, I think at first it's going to be uh, this little halfling walks up and just sort of is whistling and is, uh, looks over to Tano and says, the birds of Morose are migrating. And this is obviously code and you would know what the response would be. This little halfling is just waiting. I think I look, what do you want to be? This halfling sneezes and like immediately shoots up into, into me and like, Otano, I, how did you know it was me? This is oh, this, quite an honor that you would recognize me. So no matter how hard I try. I'm trying to get dinner. This, what, what do you need? Well, besides thanking you for that last time we met, you know, uh, thank you so much for, you know, not going through with what your plans were. And we just ended up having a, a wonderful night hanging out yes. and exchanging. I, first off, I thank you for that. That was quite nice. And, uh, Secondly, I thought about you. I've got, I've got a little opportunity on my uh, lap here, and unfortunately, it takes more than just a V Noxurzo to take care of this little situation that has fallen in my lap. And when I thought about it, I thought my good friend Tana would be an excellent addition to helping a good friend V. If you're interested, you need muscle, yes. I could always use your muscle. I mean, it's the best muscle from from here to the Raven Queen's court. I will do this then. Okay. Excellent. Tano, do you maybe like punctuate that by like spearing like a freaking shark yeah, or something? Yeah, I think I like, like... I like no scope a shark. <laughs> 360 <laughs> no scope a freaking shark. Uh, and psh, like as your harpoon slices into the water and pierces the gills of like a hammerhead uh, that starts thrashing in the water uh, from the splashing of the waves, psh, psh, we swipe the transition of the scene to Micah. Micah, tell us, what do you look like, and where are you when V approaches you about the score of a lifetime? Uh, is would-be relatively unassuming. She's um, very short, like, I don't know, three feet-ish. Relatively squat, has um, short brown hair, hazel eyes, and would not, you know, just the sort of person you might pass by if she weren't wearing all neon clothing. She looks almost like she stepped out of a 1980s uh, US, what is that? Jazzercise class? Oh my god. Um, which, you know, of course has no context in this setting. Very uh, Nabilish. Very Nabilish. Yeah. It's, the, it's the mid, it's the 40s of the 300s. Uh, exactly. In the, in the championship. Yeah. It's the sort of thing where you'd be like, this person can't possibly be going on a heist because th that outfit would get her noticed. And then, uh, and she would say, hey, fuck off. And that'd be it. She is in like a nearby, uh, I guess, sort of like a bazaar area. She has secreted herself away to one corner where she's like kind of squatting. And there are a bunch of children gathered around her. And she's showing them this trick where she throws like a copper into the air and kind of like skeet shoots it out of the air with like a tiny bolt of lightning that is bright pink. And the kids like clap and she'll do it again. Uh, and, you know, they'll like run off and like, uh, and she's like, oh, I'll catch continue much longer without any coin, right? Go ask your parents. And every time they come back, she'll like take one of the pieces and put it in her pocket and then and then do the trick with like some other pieces of gold or whatever. 
Very cool. I think we find you uh, on one of the many uh, rolling fields uh, in the clans of Kirtal, uh, in the Ogumor River Valley. There's like a little like traveling bazaar that's been set up, and you see like the um, gurs or the yurts uh, of these like nomadic um, Kyrian folk, right? In the distance, like you can smell like the. <laughs> the very rich smell of herd animals all around you. You can hear the low like move, like nearby like cows as they like graze on grass. You can hear like of riders as they pass by wielding like uh, bows and arrows to like like shoot nearby uh, grazing goats and whatnot for dinner. Um, and here in the middle of this colorful bazaar with like all these like tarps draped with various colors and fabrics, right? Uh, the best uh, trade goods from a rose to the north and from a jukai to the southeast, right? Um, this this group of children, you know, like some of them like start like throwing a tantrum. They like stomp their feet like on the grass, on the muddied grass because it rained last night, you know, and they refuse to pay you, but some of them run off to get their parents. I think in the middle of this bazaar with this surrounded by an audience of kids, V, how do you sidle up to your next mark? I think in one of these final moments of a trick, there's a slow clap coming from far, from just like, you know, the other side of the little pathway that's that's been made in this bazaar. V sort of like approaches out of the darkness amongst all these the crowded bodies, uh, hood up and stuff. And she just sort of looks at Micah and is like, Micah, I presume. Um, hello, it's me, V Noxures. I've heard so much about you. And I hear that you've been looking for me. And um, it just coincidentally, I thought, what a wonderful time to get to know each other by pulling perhaps the heist of all of Andake. So you see um, Micah like playing with these kids. Here's the slow clap and kind of ignores it. Pretty much everything you're saying until you say your name and then looks up and is like, well, isn't that just some luck? Seems uncommonly lucky, in fact. Scatter children, we'll do this again some other time and let's stand up and walk up to V um, as the kids just kind of clear around her. All right, so if you are who you say you are, prove it because I have been looking for someone as it happens. And it seems very strange to just walk up to me unprovoked. Yes, I've, that is very true, but uh, you prove it. How does one prove that they are who they say they are? I well, mean, dropping the hood would be a good start. I can't see your face at all, can I? Well, people look at my face all the time and have no idea who they're looking at, but if it will help you at all, and V goes ahead and slowly puts down the hoodie to reveal her her face and her Kelly green eyes glowing. Yeah, you're right. That did nothing. All right. Uh, <laughs> who are you? Well, I like it. You're spicy. This is this. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun if you would like to work together. That is if I know you have no reason to trust me. I have no reason to trust you. But let's just say your old friend V, she likes to take a she likes to roll dices. She likes to take chances. And uh, we've both heard good things about each other. Why not? Uh, I hear you're you're useful in situations of like what we're looking for for this score. I do love to be useful. Well, it just so happens my last show for the night is cleared, so uh, let's give it a try. All right, V, here we go. Okay. And on that challenge, right? I think we're gonna zoom in on like V's like grinning face, and when we pan out, uh, still on V's face. We are go I'm going to ask you some questions now as GM. Uh, you have gathered the members of your heisting crew, Miss Noxherzo, and you've chosen a place to plan the details of the heist. It's the perfect hideout, really. Close enough to the royal library within the slumbering palace without being so close as to arouse suspicion. Where is your hideout here in Tulong, and how did you secure it? 
I will say that, um, oh shoot, hold on. I have a perfect answer to this question. There is a, actually, <laughs> there is like a little shed by a place. I'm not going to call it a jail, but it's a place where people go when they are, when they are put, when they need to sleep things off. Let's just put it that way. Uh, it's like a safe place. It's a safe home. But there is a little shed just on the outside of it. It's not a place to be locked up. It's a place for, well, I'm speaking as V all the time right now. <laughs> it's a place, <laughs> there's, it's just a place for, to put people when they need to like, just chill out for a bit. Like it's a calming house. That's what we'll call it, a calming house. But there's a little shed uh, like right attached. It's full of like gardening supplies and and like fertilizer. It's not an attractive place. There's cobwebs in the corner. There's little creatures probably living inside. And there's like a small dimly lit like uh, lantern hanging from the ceiling that casts a glow on this would-be hideout of ours. Okay. I think it's attached to what's known as like a, uh, maybe like a, a, a slumbering shack. Because uh, mm. this is this is the slumbering palace. This is the slumbering city, right? Too uh, long is looked over by the god of knowledge and dreams. So if you do bad, then the the guards will put you to sleep and they'll throw you in this shack and they'll put you through like a dream loop to make you like realize what you've done is bad. And then you you come out on the other side when you can like clear the dream loop, like very low key, right? Um, so <laughs> so we find you in this shack attached to the shack. Right? Uh, amidst the smell of fertilizer, we see some potted ferns nearby, this low-hanging lantern, and we see a, a, a dusty table with a map, right? Uh, spread across it and a dagger stabbed through uh, a point on the map, which is, of course, uh, the, royal, the royal library within the slumbering palace. And standing around, huddled around this table, in addition to V, we see Vasio, Tano, and Micah. And it's time for the four of you to plan this heist. Uh, so how Blades in the Dark works mechanically is if y'all look at your character sheet, in, in the section where it says your playbook, at the very bottom, planning and load, there are six plans you can take. And each plan has a specific detail that you have to tell me. Uh, so maybe we can do this in character, right? The six different methods of heisting here would want to be assault and the detail you would have to approve furnish would be the point of attack. Basically do violence to a target, just like go in guns blazing. Deception, pretty straightforward. You lure, trick, or manipulate your way through. And the detail would be the method of deception. There's stealth, which is you just trespass unseen, right? And the detail here would be the point of infiltration. There's occult, which is you engage a supernatural power to get your to get in, right? Uh, and the detail would be the arcane method. Uh, the fifth way is social. You negotiate, bargain, or persuade your way in, right? And the detail would be the connection like who's your who's your in person right and last but not least is transport you carry cargo or people through danger and get in that way and the detail would be the route and the means so i'm gonna now step back as a gm and have the four of y'all talk in character about what you think the best method of attack is all right friends i've brought you all here because i need your help now i have with me a bunch of climbing gear and some things to pick some locks and that's not gonna get me all the way there where I need. So I feel very comfortable with a little deception plan. Perhaps we, you know, I'm, I like to lie. I like to pretend to be other people. This is something that we could do. We could have someone create perhaps a distraction, perhaps a this eye that lets some people go in who may be suited for other activities. But uh, I wanna hear perhaps what some other people perhaps feel like they would like to do. 
Now, did you have a flavor in mind for this distraction? I figured that I could be some type of school field trip. You know, I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if, if we get a joke, then I'm out. No, no, it's not a joke. I've got to, I'm, I'm with them. I, like, I, I don't think a uh, school field trip is going to be the greatest idea. Do you like the distraction? Not wearing a skirt. Not wearing a skirt. <laughs> That's very valid. You could, you could wear pants. Pants are valid forms of expression. I've been wearing pants all my life. They've congratulations, though. Yes. Listen, I like the distraction. I think we could definitely do sneaking in. I can find some documents. I could get you the information. Maybe we talk to a guard. Something a little bit more, not as loud as a distraction. I have bad news. I don't think I can sneak this in. And Tano takes a giant scythe off the back of his back. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty big. I can distract by which I mean incapacitate the guards. No distraction. I'm very good at that. Lovely. So we'll stand outside and de- de-escalate, decapitate, I'm sorry, whatever you just said, the guards. And uh, y'all will go inside. We'll meet you there. Uh- Love this. I, Thank you. Good job, de- Fanning. Well done. This decapitation, that's a little... Even for me, this is a little... Big safe up. A little too far. A little too far. Me, I do not know what you thought you were asking when you told me to come. Look, I need some strong, some strength. I need someone who can maybe push over some, you know, bookshelves, perhaps, and make sounds from across room when we're trying to get in the vault. I didn't want you to decapitate anyone. <laughs> so um, no decapitation. We put the sign in a Why would you suggest it? It's very unclear. This is the best team I could have ever imagined. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's, okay, here's the deal. How about Vasil's idea of, of sneaking in? Perhaps we sneak in and then the deception happens where maybe Tano has a little bit of condition, health condition, and in doing so, gets a little sick, uh, pushes over I something. never get sick. My god. It's, it's Are you ill? I'm so sorry. I've got, um, I've got an alcohol wipe. Is that gonna be helpful? Here you go. You can have that. It's for you, love. I never Freshen up. This is... Just a little wipe. Just a little... You'll be good. Just give it a wipe. Uh-huh. Yeah, just a... You'll be good. Oh. Alright. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very distracting. Micah, I think you'd be perfect for distracting some guards. I, yes. I think you've got a, a real gift here. I'm coming to see just how oh, wonderful your distraction thank abilities you. are. That's, I quite do appreciate the words. That's, but yes, of course, I'm quite distracting. Go ahead. Did you mean so, to blow something up? Oh, but not any people, right? Look, no heads. No heads. No just a library of sorts. No decapitation. Just a, a quick explosion. It'll be fine. Fingers. <laughs> He's just like he's like shuffling through like papers about like her notes on all these people like where blowing things up what? Just a minor explosion. Look, it doesn't even have to worry about it. Listen, it I've got a point control. of entry. A point of to, entry. Listen. Need to continuous. Okay, I, I'm willing to work with you all here if if yeah. you if you feel like. Wait, wait. Are we talking about the cutting off fingers? Or are we talking about the explosion at this point? That is oh. not important right now. I, Wait, I think it what? might be a little bit important. It could be important, yeah. <laughs> Whose fingers? Yeah, and fingers. which explosion? Oh, well, I can take care of the explosion. I wasn't aware there were fingers involved. Okay. 
<laughs> so what I hear is there's explosion, which allows us to sneak in. We get in with a bit of deception can create distraction while perhaps then Vasil and Tano maybe threaten guard or talk to guard to threaten loss of fingers, but not committed to losing fingers until guard gets us to vault. So I am not to hurt anyone. It's an yeah. option, but it's not a guarantee. Okay. I can do okay. this. Yeah. I'm just going to cut in here. If we're going to set up a distraction, that's going to be the setup for the plan of attack, right? So who's going to be carrying out the setup? Is it going to be Micah? I can be, if we are all okay with that. Yes. I'm good. Okay. Micah, you can choose up to one other person in this group to help you with the distraction. Uh, or you can do uh -huh. it alone. Mm, she has the type to do it alone. Okay. That's totally fine. Okay. Cool. All right. So do I narrate what happens? So let me help you uh, paint the picture here. Uh, so... V, is this shack inside the slumbering palace or outside of it? It's right outside the palace walls. Right by the market stalls and etc. Okay. So the guards, presumably, that you're trying to distract, they can either be the guards up on the parapets or the guards by the main big gate, right? That are just like, the doors are open, but there's so many guards, there's like a checkpoint, right? And you have to have the proper papers. You have to have like the proper credentials. Or if you're a visitor into the royal palace, you have to have like a magistrate or an officiant with you. You see them casting magic to make sure no disguise magic is being worn, you know? Like, to they're like really heavily guarding this main checkpoint. So what is the distraction? which guards are you trying to target and how are you carrying out this distraction? I am not sure whether this is an actual role or not, but I would like to, at least flavor-wise, lean on the Tempest ability. You can push yourself to summon a storm or torrential rain or fog. I'm going to do all that, all that stuff, and try and capture both the people at top of the parapets and the people on the ground with just a very localized thunderstorm. Okay, uh, can you read out the exact text of your ability? Yes, I can. You can push yourself to do one of the following. Oh, one of the fo Okay, that's fine. Unleash a stroke of lightning as a weapon, summon a storm in your immediate vicinity, torrential rain, roaring winds, heavy fog, chilling frost, and or snow, etc. Okay, so summon a storm in your immediate vicinity is what I would like to do. Okay, because you're trying to, like, confuse people and distract them, let's say this is... Command. I want you to roll command, take two stress, and add one D to it. Okay. And that's to push myself, correct? Yes. Do stress, add 1D. I have a nothing in command, so I'm just going to be rolling the regular D6. Yes. So you're going to be rolling uh, two, 2D total, I believe. Okay. Well, that's a 2 and a 3, so... Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say that your position is risky because, you know, you're going pretty head-to-head -head here. I don't think it's quite desperate yet because they aren't on to you, but the effect would be great. Uh, so your highest one was a three. Okay, that's not good. Things go badly, okay? Uh, so this, what this means is you either suffer harm, a complication occurs, you end up in a desperate position where you lose this opportunity. I'm going to say, describe to me what it looks like as you like stride forward out of the marketplace and start boosh, whipping up these, right. these winds. That's exactly that. And with a camera angle so that she looks taller than she is. Hello, loves. Let's, oh my God, is that a storm coming in? Listen, oh my, everyone get inside. It's a hail, it's a hail storm. And like, as she's doing that, very obviously is the center point of this storm. And the wind starts picking up and there's dust everywhere. Um, out of nowhere, just lightning starts flashing. And as that happens, there's more like fog and heavy clouds around it. There's this torrential downpour with the rain going sideways, like a small chow is ripped from the streets and flung into the air. Um, it's fine, it's gonna be okay. 
as she yeah just approaches the gates. Okay, the guards are definitely trained on you, but you lose control of your magic. Poof. These market stalls start like like literally. It's not just like. Did you say a cow or a child? A cow. A cow. Okay. Okay. You see, the cow rises, as do other oxen. Cowen. Cows is the plural. Uh, you see, like, like the the. the the fluttering fabric of like uh, of tarps and nearby like market stalls, like barrels of fish, you know, fresh produce. And you like hear the guards go, hey, 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 you, you there, stop it. Stop where you are. But you can feel like the weave just burst out of you. Uh, and I'm gonna need you to take one harm as a nearby stand just bashes into you, right? Like a, a stand full, like a fruit stand just smashes against your body. Uh, and you're just That's filled with bad. like bruises and splinters now. Yeah, no vitamins are very good for your skin. It's fine. It is. Yes. Maybe not all the blood and gunk getting in, though. So what this means is because Micah's attempt was big, but not successful, y'all are going to take a minus 1D uh, to your engagement roll. But it was it was a nice it was a nice big it was a big fireworks display. While Micah's been doing this, V, Tano and Vasio, how are the three of you setting up for what I'm assuming is your stealth? OK, what is the point of in- in- infiltration here? V has some some rope and stuff that she was hoping to throw over the wall and like, you know, grapple on and they could climb over the wall. I think going through the, the main entrance was would be too risky. There's just too many guards. And if the distraction worked enough to get the guards off the, the parapet, the wall, then it would be an easy scale over to get into the courtyard. Okay, you're going to straight up go over. Sounds good. Uh, so the three of you sort of huddle, right? Like maybe like the, the, the gold hanger, the sun is starting to set at this point uh, as like the rosy fingers of dusk start to extend uh, their way over the atmosphere above you. And like the first pin, pinpoints of the constellation of Mengzhen Judy start lighting up in this darkening sky. You, you toss the grappling hook all the way over the... the 30, 40 foot tall wall here, right? But you plan for this. And the three of you start scaling it. Okay. Uh, as you feel like massive gale force winds start whipping around you, your hair going everywhere, right? Like your cloak, like, like rippling, rippling all around you. Uh, so as the three of you start to go up, I think this is a good point where we can decide what our loadout is like for, the four, for all four of you. So now that we're carrying out the plan itself, Y'all get to choose your load. So this basically indicates how much stuff you're carrying during this operation. You don't have to select individual items, just the maximum amount you'll have access to during the action. And at any point, you can check off an item if you want to use it to like indicate. But you can only check up to a maximum of what your load says. The higher the load, the more obvious you are. So what is everyone's load during this operation? Tano has five. He made it very clear he would be very obvious. Okay, Tano, you've got he, five load. He, he came here to be muscle, and he's not concerned about anything else. Is your scythe, like, strapped to your back? And just, yeah. like, right there? Okay. A big th- scythe, has a sword on his hip. He's just like, yeah, I'm gonna fight me. Good luck. <laughs> awesome. Uh, the blade of your scythe, it, like, glints from, like, the, the, the blood-red light of the darkening sun. Uh, what about you, Vasio? Uh, Vasio is 100% gonna go with five. As well? He has so much confidence in himself to just blend in and like try just a little bit he feels like he'll he'll be able to shadow in just enough to have five okay uh because we have two five load people out of four you're gonna your crew's gonna arouse a good amount of suspicion if you're just walking around okay v what's your load i'm at three i'm at like (laughs) 
<laughs> um, the high end of the light load. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Micah? I was also thinking three, because uh, okay. I, I threw away my discretion already, so that's it. So, I mean, fair. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Now we can go back into the action. Point of infiltration, great. So now our team leader, V, it's time for you to pick up your dice and start doing your engagement roll. So the engagement roll is a fortune roll. Typically the GM rolls this, but I want you to roll it. And you start with 1D for sheer luck. And now we're gonna modify this dice pool depending on the major advantages or disadvantages that apply. So straight off the bat, we're gonna minus 1D from our unsuccessful setup. So that's zero technically. First question for our four of you, is this operation particularly bold or daring? Uh, I think it's pretty bold. Yeah. You add one D because it's bold and daring. Great, so we have one back in the pool. Is the operation overly complex or contingent on many factors? I don't know. I don't Probably. think it is. Y'all are sort of like, let's either. go in there and get that book. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I was like, I, that was it. it. Yeah. Okay, so that's one D so far. Does the plan's detail, which is the point of infiltration going over this wall, expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? <laughs> the um, target went over the wall, so that was pretty good. <laughs> I mean, that would show if vo- was like clearly I'm going go to say no. I'm going to veto that as the GM. <laughs> yeah. It's not a. It, it would be one thing if you were like, let's go through the sewers, you know, that I know like a waterway in, but you know, but no, the wall's right there, so I I don't think so. Can any of your friends or contacts in this moment, right, any of the allies or enemies, or allies rather, in, on your list, uh, provide aid or insight into this operation? At this stage. And that one, I'm on the side of a wall. I mean... Yes. At this moment? Or just while you're going in. So what you said, Tano, is actually really interesting. If you've got an inside man or an inside person, we can add one D. Because if you're like, this person will help us once we like drop down from the wall. None of my allies are within the wall. Okay. Anyone's allies within the slumbering palace? I think one of mine would be. 100%. Who are they? What's their role? What's their description? They are a noble. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Then yes. Then yes, so you have an inside nope, that makes a lot, yes. Then I will add yes. 1D to that. Okay. Perfect. And I don't know if there are any other elements. So I think the total is 2D, okay? So Erica, roll 2D and tell me what the highest number is. Five. Hey. <gasps> okay, that's pretty good. All right, a four to five is a mixed result. So what that means is you're in a risky position when the action starts, which is better, which is better than a desperate position. Okay, very good. That, that's, that also tracks for me, I think. Uh, so <laughs> V, Tano, and Vasio, the three of you like repel up the side of this like stone wall. You like land on the parapet, right? The, the guards are all drawn toward the distraction that uh, Micah had, had provided. So you're easily able to just repel down the inside of this wall as well. Um, so as the three of you slink through these various manicured gardens, you like dodge into like the shade of like various like tall hawthorn um, and oak, you know, and mahogany trees, you know, uh, you duck underneath bridges, you make sure you don't slosh, you know, against streams and ponds filled with like lily fronds and lily pads, all toward that massive sprawling complex deeper within the slumbering city, the Royal Library. As the three of you slink like shadows uh, under the light of the setting sun, Micah, how are you getting in now that you've created your distraction, right? And the guards are all like distracted by this hubbub. Oh, right. Getting in. Okay. Um, 
All right, listen, I think we've had a mix-up here. I was just trying to stop the storm and you all got very riled up. It was uh, just a wild time, but I, I think we're all right in bed. No, do, listen, do you have a restroom I could use? Because I am quite damp from having saved you all from the storm. If I could just dry off with a towel, maybe wash my hair, step okay. inside. You're addressing some of the guards that are starting to approach you? Yeah, no, as she's, as she's made efforts to now uh, put the storm away. Uh -huh. A hero. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think it's it's starting to die down, right? All around you. You go away, Storm. Not today. We've got work to do. The cow moves <laughs> like a lands, right? And like falls over, <laughs> having been tipped. One of the captain of the guards like strides up to you, you know, in like this burnished like plate, half plate armor. And she's got like this, like, you know, this, this helm on that has like a, like a red ribbon coming out the top. Hands on her hips, like one hand on the hilt of her sword. Hey, 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 you. You, you the yeah. cause of this? You causing oh, this ruckus? I saved the palace from, from the store. It was, I don't know if you saw that. It came out of nowhere. And I said, I must do something. I cannot let these hardworking people be um, wet and cold. Ooh, the cold. Okay, uh, roll, roll to sway with from a risky position with a standard effect. Okay, it's okay. a six. That is a full hit. Okay. That is a that is a really good result. Uh, so you do it. All right, all right. Seems like you were also caught up in the mess like the rest of us. Move along, move along. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Hey, and uh, thanks for using your your magics to to quell the storm as well. I wonder oh, where that where it came from. I know. You should look after over there. Also check on the cow. Seems <laughs> upset. We should check on the all cows. Right. Up where it came from. That, I'll, I'll yeah, send my men. Storm cow. Uh huh. All right. Okay. Royal Guard of Dokao, onto the cow! Uh, and this <laughs> captain of the guard rushes off with like a contingency of guards, psh, oh which God, leaves you an opening. You can sneak through the main <laughs> gates because temporarily their forces are, you know, diminished because of your distraction. Is that what you do? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to leave something for the cow's family. Oh, sorry, cow. <laughs> and then just dart through the guards. As you, as you dart away, you see a minotaur woman approach the tipped cow. No! <laughs> Jong, no! <laughs> she falls to her knees. Uh, <laughs> she go through the gates. Um, great! The team's reunited. Oh my god. The four of you reunite in front of the library, right? You're able to slink your way through. You're able to, like, dodge, like, you know, magistrates on their patrols, guards making the rounds, etc., right? You'd studied, for better or for worse, the map of this place. So you, you, you know the route to take uh, to get to the to the library. So why don't the four of you tell me what it looks like as like you like, as you get in front of this library and prepare to go in. What is the library? Is there a door? There is. Uh, there's sort of like a set of stone, weathered stone stairs that lead up to the first building of the library. These like open, like big open, like wooden doors with like these brass knobs on the outside, right? There's a little bit of paint peeling uh, from like the, the wood slats of this door. It's massive. It's like 15, 20 feet tall. And inside you can see like an atrium with sort of like a domed roof, right? Um, it could hear the calling of birds and like bright light sort of pours in from these vaulted like floor to ceiling like uh, windows. Right, and you sort of see like hanging, glittering chandeliers, as well as like a little um, shrine set up for various like minor gods, as well as like the major god in the center of this uh, foyer, a Mengshen Jurdia statue, right, with various offerings at his feet. But like I mentioned earlier, the library itself is comprised of like eight major buildings uh, connected with through like courtyards. It's very open air, right? Mm -hmm. I think Tano just kind of looks at me. So no, I'm just 
curious when when is it okay to kill someone here look i i appreciate your enthusiasm friend there will be a time where and that time may never come where i'm like tano now's the time do something and so when you you will tell me when it is time to fight until then i will wait Yes, but also okay. if you feel like in your in your spirit now is time, I'm not gonna say no either. But but, but yes, that I will... happened earlier. I would I offered to fight the gods Agreed. outside, and everyone said no. You held back, and I appreciate you for it, Micah. Oh my goodness, you survived. Yeah, of I course. Uh, yeah, no, I made it. I listen. I don't know what kind of fans we're stepping away from here, but I do like if there's any way we could set up some sort of a bail fund for maybe a cow. Just okay. don't worry about it. It's gonna be fine. Listen, listen. I'm in. We're in. Right, we did. Uh, but we do want just to just to take up a collection, maybe. Hey, excuse me. Uh, the four of you hear a booming voice cutting across the courtyard, and you see another guard. Uh, and she's sort of flanked by two other guards, right? And these are like the guards of the <clears throat> actual slumbering palace, not just like perimeter guards, right? She's got like this like beautifully done like plate armor, like with like the 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 sigil of the of Tu Long, which is like a like a dragon. Uh, and she has like a massive maul strapped to her back, which if you don't know what that is, it's just like, a huge hammer uh, and sort of spiked at one end. She's got uh, this like half-orc woman. She's like extremely muscular. Like you can even see like her muscles like rippling underneath like the azure scales of her chainmail. She strides forward, like her eyes, her golden eyes fall on the four of you. Hey, hey, I don't recognize any of you. Papers? Are you officiants, magistrates? What is this? I have your papers right here. So I'm going to go ahead and initi initiate like a flashback, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so as part of being the lurk, uh, part of my load is documents, but I would like to do a flashback in order to talk to the noble that I know on the inside and get some fun, official, maybe fabricated documents. So to give us passage. Okay. That. I'm going to say that it is going to cost one stress, even though you know this person. I think it's, you know, getting papers to go into the actual heart of the capital uh, is is a little stressful. It's a little yeah. risky. You're asking, like, yeah, you're asking good about from this person. Okay. So boosh, we flash back now, right, uh, to, let's say, a tea shop in Tulane. Yes. And you're sitting there, you're nursing, like, uh, chai or so, your your tea of choice here. Uh, yes. There's like a chattering of folks, you know, you smell all sorts of aromatic flavors drifting through the air, and you hear the little ting 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 of like the bell as the door swings open. Creaks. In walks your noble contact. Uh, they are a Triton person uh, with this sort of like um, limpid red hair that sits in front of their like kind of like beady uh, black eyes and they've got like these gills that like flap nervously open and close flap nervously and you know them as Lin uh, they're a they're a petty noble very minor they're not directly related to the royal royal throne they sort of married in and they're like a second cousin twice removed of an aunt you know etc like of the emperor like there's a lot just like 20 people between them and the emperor they go yeah. in and they go ah, ah and they sort of scuttle over and they sit down like their gills nervously flaring and they wipe a little bit of sweat away from their forehead. All right, all right, here's the papers you're asking for. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got all of your people's uh, aliases right, and mm. I also got someone to forge <clears throat> to forge a little uh, portraits of each of them. Oh, beautiful. I know this is a lot, but you are doing such a huge favor. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you're gonna owe me big here after this, okay, Vasio? It, it took a lot to do this clandestinely. The score that I'm getting... We'll be so rich. They might even consider putting you up a rank. Listen, 
Well, the amount that I'm getting you, the amount I'll cut you in for just this little bit. It's just a piece of paper. Don't, <sighs> don't even worry about it. Well, I got you covered. 800 gold. That's what we agreed on. With 800, I can finally bribe the third wife for an audience with the second wife. Okay. All right. Here you go. Perfect. Okay. And <laughs> Wait. Wonderful. Two. St- uh, that's just one stress. One stress. Okay. We flash back now to the present. This big, like, half-orc uh, guard. Her hand, like, is starting to go toward her mall. Papers, I said. Uh, no worries. Uh, no need for violence. All it's all good. Vasio pulls out that papers from within his robes, and he hands them over. Oh, just a little official duty, you know. In and out, we'll be quick. Ah, visitors of Lin Xiaofei. I see. My apologies. And she hands the forged papers back to you. He tucks them back in. No worries, no worries. I doing good work, you know. Hmm. I don't do this for praise. Just tell your uh, fellow guests that weapons should be sheathed at all times, okay? Absolutely. Not a not a worry. Tano. Hmm. We'll do good. It's all it's all good. <laughs> Tano tops the the blade on his siphon and it like tucks into the handle. So it just looks like a staff? Yeah. Nice. But like a big, kind of scary looking staff? Yeah, okay. it's it's like a scary looking staff. Okay. Totally. Nifty. Sorry, we'll have you here. Are there any other papers you're collecting? Like um, letters, uh, numbers, perhaps? Because I have, if if you want, I, you know, I could just give you an address, for example. And you could do whatever you wanted with that. If you just you'd hang on to Why it. Why would you give a stranger your address? I don't come to your place of work. I'm with the big girl. I don't know what you mean by that. Okay. I, uh, that's fine. Let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll come back around later, but uh, good to see you. Really nice to meet you. You're very <clears throat> strong. All right. Let's go then. Clear away. Hmm. I'll see you later. And she'll like wink. Enjoy your stay in the slumbering palace. I just got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, so, like, I don't, like, I don't understand why you would talk to us. You don't know her. You, she could do anything with your address. It is a tactical disadvantage. Oh, that's the idea, love. <laughs> to be well, at a tactical disadvantage, I don't understand. Why you uh, <laughs> as the, as the guards walk away. You'll we'll explain it when you're older, Tommy. <laughs> as as the guards walk away, uh, you hear one of her subordinates say, Ma'am, I think she was hitting on you. What? <laughs> Uh, as, as like the as the four of you go up the weathered stone stairs and past the open uh, wooden doors of this massive sprawling library complex, as you go in, you see sort of the equivalent of like an ancient like a medieval circulation desk, right? Like to your left, you see like a worker, you know, with these like thick you know glasses on, like this owl folk person who's just sort of like 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 scribbling, you know, and like like tallying something on an abacus and then scribbling something on like a piece of um, parchment, right? Uh, and you just smell books. Is in the air, the smell of literature and knowledge drifts through uh, this atrium. Uh, you see, like, uh, shelves upon shelves stacked with odd manner of scrolls and books and tomes, right? You see various, like, nobles, magistrates, officiants at, like, desks reading or, like, doing research, like, putting books back, taking books down onto, onto like, a cart that they're wheeling down. And um, this just is just, like, there's no battle map here, right? But this library extends and sprawls, and there's all sorts of like offshoots and you know second level, and maybe even like a, a flight of stairs going down to a basement level. So, what do the four of you do? I look at V. Where do we go? Good question, everybody. Good Wait, question. You don't know where it is. It's in the library. We're in the library. What more do you want from me? I got you here. Let's uh, ask me to be here. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Can, can I do a flashback to a 
a tavern owner who maybe told me something about it. <laughs> you know what? Yes. Yes, you can. And because you're not actually flashing back in, in face of an actual... Well, I guess the obstacle is you don't know where to go. Uh, right. So let's say it's going to be one stress, a complex action or unlikely opportunity to, to flashback. You said you want to talk to a tavern owner in Long who might have heard about rumors of the vault. Yeah, this is my friend that I have. Okay. Tavern owner. Uh, and we see... What's the name of this of this inn in Dokao? We'll call it the Drunken Slumber. Okay, I really like that. The Drunken Slumber, right? And you can sort of, like, see people, like, ta- you know, sitting at little tables, drinking tea, like, taking shots of, like, uh, uh, shots of Baidu. Uh, and you're at the uh, the bar where this... Because, uh, yes, this, this these NPCs are exclusively hot women. A tiefling woman... <laughs> With like this like dark red skin, right? And like this um sort of like a ram's horn curled over like her, her right side with like all sorts of jewelry dangling off the horn. Uh, and like half of a horn. It looks like it was snapped off at the bottom, uh, curling out of like her left side. And her eyes are like pure white, right? No scleras, nothing, just pure white. Uh, she's sort of like swabbing it up and down and like a... She's like kind of sweating because it's like at the end of a hard day and you see like all sorts of like scars are just like ri- like lightning bolting, zigzagging all over like the little bit of like her uh, her chest that's exposed from like an unbuttoned top. All right, V, what do you want? Oh, you know, I so good to see you. You have not changed whatsoever. Oh my goodness, you are as gorgeous as ever, my friend. And uh, I think her name is Lotus. Lotus? Yes, you are so unbelievably gorgeous. I just. I just came around to see you and, you know, catch up on old times and wondering if you know of any fun opportunities that may exist here in the fair city of Ducal. You know, you know, you know me. I just Cut to the to... chase, V. Cut to the chase. All right. I hear there's a vault in the great library. I have someone who's very interested in buying something that may be in said vault, and I was wondering if you, the purveyor of all knowledge here at the Drunken Slumber, perhaps heard anything about where you've lived here most of your life, and I was wondering if you've heard, perhaps, where this vault may be. Fine. You know my price, V. A secret for a secret. What are you going to tell me first? Ugh. Secrets. You know, I'm an open book. I'm V. Not sure, so I don't... I sh- all right, fine. You remember that that score I had where I got that painting off of the uh, championship? How no. could I not? You were bragging about it for weeks. Well, let's just say I didn't actually get the painting. I had a friend make a mock painting for 10 gold, and I s- sold it for 2,000 gold. Huh. And now one of the lords of Jukai owns a fake Rao painting. Is that the secret then? You know how those tribes of Jukai are. They they don't care. Rich is is cheap. Cheap is expensive. They don't know the difference. Jukai. Whatever helps you sleep at night, V. All right. That was pretty good. I'll give you what I got. The vault you're looking for. And she leans in. You know, and she like jerks her head at like a um a, a player on a gutian in the back. Player nods and starts playing it really loud. You know, like drowning out the words. She leans in and says, "The vault I hear is in the Forbidden Stacks, which is a uh, off-limits restricted area of the library. It's where the uh, dangerous books 
are housed. Catch my drift? But the forbidden stacks are always guarded and there's only one entrance in the fourth building of the library. You're gonna have to find your own way in. And I don't know where the vault could be inside the stacks, just that they're in the stacks in the first place. That's a step in the right direction, at least. Thank you so much, Lotus. You are always a pleasure. Ah, I can't believe I consort with... Well, it's what happens when you work in the underworld. Pleasure doing business with you, V. Yes, and if you're not doing anything after your bar shift, um, and V just trails off. <sighs> All right, let's book the same room as usual. <laughs> uh, and we, like, cut back. Uh, we, we cut back to the present, uh, where you remember, right, where... Yeah, forbidden Stacks, fourth building, vault. Right. It's the fourth, it's the fourth building. There's Forbidden Stacks, but it's gonna, there's one entrance. We, there's going to be guards. We need to figure out a way to get past guards. I know a way to get past guards. <laughs> that doesn't involve <laughs> killing people. No, no, I love your enthusiasm. It's just the fingers and this time, right? They don't it need is, those it is just straightforward. It is very quick. I am it's very, very good quick. at it. I think a little too quick. Maybe no. we should save the good fighting for later. Well, okay. I just think one entrance, one, you know, guards, it seems like... That seems Point. like the time, but... <laughs> Did you want another storm? Because but, I I was able to locate the person doing it's me. I did that. <laughs> and I love your work. I this is the most enthusiastic group. I'm so glad I brought you all together. But let's try something a little just subtle this time. Let's just try to be like a little, you know, I, hey. subtle. It means not to be flashy, not to be big. I'm trying to say saddle, like a horse thing. Saddle. You say small, and Tano just looks at. His hands that I think are the size of, like, people's heads. Yeah. Actually, like, a halfling walks by you, like, entering and, like, looks up at you and shudders. Uh, Tano, like, walks away. <laughs> Vasio, how are you responding to this argument? I'm watching them do this, and I'm, like, checking my load. I'm just, I'm checking how, what I can do. I've got lockpicks, paper. Are you doing this out in the open in front of the circulation desk? <laughs> Vasil, put those away, just shove them back in. Wait, uh, sorry. Otherwise, we'll need Tano to actually kill people. <laughs> All right, new plan. How about <laughs> I just walk up to guards and I talk to them and I try to sweet talk my way into this? I mean, we have to get there first. All right, let's let's just walk over and uh, I'm sure they're reasonable. I'm sure we could sway them with some compliments and some sass and some maybe a good story about how. I lost my cow inside of the Forbidden Stacks. I don't know, we'll figure it. That sounds I'm, bad to me. I work better when I just do something. I'm not good at thinking ahead of things. Well, good luck. I will be here if it does not work. Try it out then, let's go. Okay. Do you want us to come with you or do you want us to be part of the sideline? How about I go in, try to distract guards and you can all slip in behind them. That seems reasonable, and if things go bad, we can get Tano to make people lose fingers. Vasio slowly starts reaching into his robes again and starts, like, trying to find his where he put the lockpicks. I got you. I'll get us in. Okay. The four of you follow V through, like, a, a great hall um, that's, like, domed. Did you sort of see, like, like a net, uh, like a big net suspended outside this, like, domed hallway where, like, a bunch of butterflies sort of, like, pound, like, like, like fluttering against this glass, like an almost like a butterfly enclosure in this area of the freaking library, right? You like exit out into a courtyard where like little lightning bugs are trying to light up. You can like hear like the buzzing and whispering of gnats. 
and cicadas, right, in, in late summer here at the late dragon, as the sun has fully set by this point and like stars are starting to come out, right? But it's still like a balmy summer night, right? So plenty of people are out like reading by like the light of like lit torches or like these floating motes of, of fairy light, right? Uh, gliding on top of like the still pond water all around you. It's very picturesque actually. And the four of you eventually wind up in the fourth building which looks very similar to the previous three buildings that you strolled through. Uh, but something about the books here seem older, perhaps? Uh, this is where like the history books, like biography books are, right? Like a lot of nonfiction books are in this section. Uh, and you see like just rows and rows and rows of shelves, you know, with like ladders, right? And like, just like people are just like reaching for books, like bringing them back down the ladder, setting them at tables, reading, or, like putting books back on shelves, etc. Like a couple of librarians walking around, like re restocking the shelves as you move inside from from a, from a courtyard, and I think maybe um, a vasile, like a, a butterfly, is clinging like onto your shoulder as you like move inside, and like a couple of you have like stray bits of like you know like pollen and whatnot like in your hair from all the nature outside. Hello, hello, hello. Go shoot, shoot, shoot. The butterfly flies off, uh, and the four of you are now in the fourth building. How are you going to go about finding the entrance to the forbidden stacks? I mean, is there like a door or guards conveniently in front of, or no, there a is not banner that's like don't don't come in here. It's super not the forbidden stacks. Why don't you, Tano, controlled survey with a regular effect? So I have one in survey, so I roll one. You roll two. You always start two. with a base die of one. And give you the. Uh, number of success. The highest number, yes. Highest number is a six. That is a that is a full hit. You do it. Uh, so as you look around, Tano, uh, your eyes land on a spiraling staircase that leads to a second floor, uh, and you sort of see like a symbol with an arrow pointing at it, right? Uh, and the symbol looks like an arcane sigil. There's something about you, even though I don't think you're necessarily very attuned to the weave. Something about that looks real weavy. Looks real magic-y. Looks like it could be the symbol for the Forbidden Stacks. I think Tano starts walking. Okay. What do the rest of you do? Hello, what? There he goes. Where are you going, big guy? Tano! Tano! Come here! Hello. You all right? Yeah, V's gonna, like, kind of speed walk without speed walking, like, heal the toe, heal the toe, heal the toe. (laughs) Tano, where are you going, friend? There's a thing. Sorry, what? I don't know. It looks... Looks weird. V looks at Tano has like Yes, now that Tano's pointed it out, all of you see it. There's like a thick coating of dust over the sigil, right? Like brandished into the wall. And Micah, you as the whisper, right? As the person who like is is tapped into the magic all around you, and you too, V, would recognize it as an arcane rune. That means in an ancient tongue forbidden. Wow. Someone's written my name on it. Let's go on in then. That is how you spell your name? Basically, and sometimes, yeah. Let's let's go. I think this is it. Well done. Uh, perhaps I, it would look a little conspicuous if all of us are just standing around sign that says forbidden. So perhaps Thanos is moving again. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, uh, he already gone. Already gone. Up, up the stairs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we follow Tano rushing past V, who's just uh, you go up the spiraling staircase, and Tano, you land up on a second floor where you see this area of the library sort of just like a reading area. There's fewer books here. There's like doors that lead off into like uh, rooms with more books, right? And Mm -hmm. there's sort of like an opening, because it's on the second floor, there's like a balcony that looks 
out onto the first floor and like a railing, uh, sort of like a um, like a hole in like the middle of a donut that you can sort of see down to the to the first floor. And across the hole of the so-called donut, you see the entrance to the forbidden stacks at the end of a darkened hallway. You strain your eyes and you see a massive double oak door. And standing in front of the door are two guards. At this point, V, Micah, and Vasio, assuming you follow Tano, you've caught up to her. And you see the same thing that they do. What do the four of you do? All right, oh. friends. I think I might be able to get the guards away from the door. If you can all work to get inside of the door, see if it's the vault we're looking for. And then I'll find a way to meet back with you after I've gotten rid of the guards. But how will we... They'll be there and... How, how do we go in the doors there? Well, I believe that my good friend Vasil maybe has some pick, locks, pick locks, and I think, Micah, perhaps you seem someone who's pretty good at the weave. Perhaps the two of you could combine magic ability, lockpick ability, and who knows, maybe something wonderful will happen. Yeah, I've got a ghost key. The four of you are interrupted by someone who's sitting at a table maybe ten feet away from you, a little gnome man who's like pouring over these like thick like stacks of scrolls and they've got they like look up at the four of you real angrily and they just shh, they point to a sign that says no talking on the second floor i shush them back <laughs> well, excuse me you're talking too aren't you you're not supposed to talk i'm trying to concentrate i'm trying to a, talk to my friends i, I put a hand on the shh. table okay this sounds like you are trying to intimidate this person into leaving y'all alone yes Okay, so Tano, roll command from a risky position. You're going head to head. So uh, is that minus regular one for my effect? Pool? No, that just determines your position. That has nothing to do oh, okay. with uh, how many dice you roll. Yep. I'm still learning, everyone. It's fun totally. to learn a game. I'm, it's fun yeah. to learn. I'm new at this game, too. So I give you the highest number? Yes. A six again. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You do it. Uh, 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 and I they hope like, you have a lovely day. <laughs> they scoop up all their books you know they levitate the books actually they like pull out a little like silvery wand the books levitate off of like the, the desk and they, they move away from you right leaving the four of you alone and for now the four of you can continue to talk out loud about your plan proceed all right friends you say you have ghost key you've got lockpicks you've got giant weapons if i can get guards away from door you've got a little bit of time to maybe try to get involved yes and then do you know what this book looks like? Are we just kind of poking around for something with dragons on it? How many things about dragons? I mean, we all know dragons don't exist. How many dragon thingies could be involved? That is made of gold. What How if, will that help? What if what we have as art as dragons isn't right, and so we look for what we used to as dragon, but real dragon looks different. Oh, they look like cats. I've heard that before. I, I point. <laughs> like, what if they look like cats? That is a good point. You guys look for things we know. I'm gonna look for dragon. Okay. Two heads, three. You know, we'll figure it out. Okay. Right, right, I wait. Right, okay. I go sit at a table. <laughs> okay. I wait. Donald, okay. you be lookout. All right, friends. You do wait till I distract guards out of here, and then you go do your business. Okay, V. Uh, let's say Tano, Vasio, and Micah wait at like the the entrance 
to into this hallway, right? So you're not like going down the hallway down this like vast, like darkened corridor along with V. You like take your seats and you pretend to read, you know, try to look inconspicuous. Think about what dragons might look like. V. Your boots are muffled against this thick carpet, right? This thick mottled carpet as you like walk down this corridor. And it's lit by these tiny little torches that look like they're gasping for breath. Um, and there are paintings between each set of like sconces as you like walk down toward the, the entrance to the forbidden stacks, portraits of every emperor that there's ever been in Sulong. And when you stop at the entryway, the most recent emperor's portrait is up. Uh, this is Emperor Zhu of Qing. And like his entire like title is spelled out. His imperial majesty, son of heaven, lord of 10,000 years, the dream blessed. He is a orc man who sort of is, <clears throat> is smiling, unlike the rest of the other portraits. They all look very austere, but he's smiling, right, uh, in this portrait. And he's got like the emperor's robes on, right? And there's like an empty frame next to him for the next for the next emperor that has not yet been decided v you approach the two guards and you are immediately stricken by two things one they're both really tall could give tanu a run for their money and two they're silent both of them are holding like halberds right uh, just like poof, and they're in like full plate armor like it's like black armor with like silver inlay and like a little bit of like blue gems studded uh, you can't see any of their faces it's full plate armor and as you approach you just hear a creak as both of their heads turn and look down at you what do you do well hello everybody uh i have a bit of a problem and i was wondering if you guards could help me with problem because there is someone being very suspicious on the other side of forbidden stacks and I think we might have a serious problem. There was flying cow earlier. There's weird things happening outside. I think someone is trying to to attack this place. And I think if you could come with me, I could help. You You need to see this person on the other side of the Forbidden Stacks. No writ. No entry. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Hold on. Let me see if I have any type of <laughs> writ. Let me get my writ out. <laughs> flashback. I totally have a writ. <laughs> you can flashback, right? But its stakes are pretty high because only a writ from the emperor himself would be able to get you into the Forbidden Stacks. All right. Let's try a flashback. Who are you trying to flash to? Is it Lotus let's, again? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do the morning after with Lotus. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay, that's gonna be too stress. Okay? okay, because even though it's just it's a big ask. All right, so mark two stress, and we find V in a bed in a room that you're familiar with. We don't have to get too graphic here, but it's technically not on our lines or veils sexual content. So I couldn't get as graphic <laughs> as we want. I guess this is the first time it's ever happened in a streamed TTRPG game of mine. Um, steamy. <laughs> it's real steamy. Yes, yeah, steamy times. Uh, <laughs> V, you are lying in bed as undressed as you want to be, right? Maybe your hair's kind of a mess, right? And like a little bit of the window's cracked open to allow smoke to drift out uh, as Lotus is smoking a hand-rolled cigarette. <sighs> With the cover, you know, the sheets tastefully covering, right? Like her private parts. Uh, we see like those scars in like full display now. They look to be uh, a mixture between like like slashing scars like she got attacked but mauled by some sort of like beast like an owlbear or something along with like burn scars like all the way down her like right right arm <sighs> you ever gonna settle down one day v 
You know, you know how your friend V is. I'm like, yeah, I'm just a leaf in the wind. I, I just go where life takes me. I'm, I, I don't know if maybe if I write meet the right person, the right tiefling, perhaps. <laughs> uh, you're sweet. I could tell there's something on your mind. That wasn't oh, enough. Oh, you are always more than enough. But that yet, as soon as I leave, I find myself craving more. But I guess. You know, you, what you shared with me last night about this vault. I'm just curious. Do you know of any papers one may need to get into a place like a vault of this library? Or perhaps you know any more information about that something I may need? <sighs> you want me to forge or obtain a writ from the Emperor, don't you? <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but if you're going to offer it... You know, um, perhaps we could have a little... <laughs> Can't, uh, go, just... go on, Erica. <laughs> go ahead. A little yeah. appetizer before breakfast. An appetizer? <laughs> I, I love being here. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. this I'm turning off my camera and just watching. <laughs> this, is, this is absolutely incredible. Ooh. Okay. Lotus turns her pure white gaze on you, and you're struck, not for the first time, consorting with Lotus, how hard it is to read someone when they don't have irises. But her mouth just curls into like a smile, revealing a sharp canine. Uh, I can't say no to you, V. Fine. I may or may not have a girlfriend who may or may not be related to the eighth wife of the emperor. I'll see what I can do. And I'll see what I can do. You better. And she grabs your hair and we like, we cut, we cut, we cut back to the present. Uh, where, where V. you. <laughs> yes, V. V's just <laughs> sucking and fucking her way to the top. V's <laughs> worked hard to get here. What a different the V from, from the main campaign. I know. Very different, V. Very different. Okay. V, this guard uh, asks you for a writ that is burning in your pocket. What do you do? Oh, uh, you want the writ? Uh, hold on. I, 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 I remember. I, I've got writ. Um, digs in the pocket and pulls out and unfolds. Is, is this what you're looking for? <sighs> the guard reaches forward and with a spiked gauntlet takes the writ like pops open the emperor's official seal unfolds it reads it very well you have one hour and it only admits one thunk and both of the guards bang their halberds uh, against the door and you see their ha the intricate designs of the halberd light up you see like the lights like pouring out from like uh engraved inlays on the door itself which is made of pure stone and Tano, Micah, and Vasio. You can see light starting to pour out of this hallway. Something's happening. And the three of us also hear like a massive like thudding noise, right? Uh, as the doors melt open, rippling, almost like a mystique from X-Men, like transforming, right? But it's like bricks rippling all the way down uh, to now like reveal like a yawning blackness. Is is that sign? I think know? this is the sign, yeah. It's a good yeah. sign, I think it's so. It's a sign. Okay. Tano, Micah, and Vasio. The three of you pick yourselves up and you turn and start to go down this corridor. 
right? V, what do you do? Oh, are you sure it only says one? Because I'm pretty sure it says four. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that me and my friends all get to go in. One writ per person. I mean, could I not sway you, friends, to perhaps make an exception this one time? We're just in, we'll be in and out and so quickly, and one hour is, we'll be just fine. We'll be good. Uh, you, You don't, why do you have to be like this? Why, don't you ever bend rules a little bit? At this point, the rest of you, the remaining three of you, pull up, like, behind V. And I think you overhear this. So you overhear the gist of the argument here. Only V can go in for an hour. And these two big guards, right, like, with their massive halberds, seem like they're not going to let you in without a fight or without something else. So Tano, Vasio, and Micah, what do the three of you do to supplement how V's trying to sway them? Um, I do not... I want a flashback. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yes, everyone's flashing back now. What are you trying to flash back to, and how are you trying to t- uh, solve this problem? I want to flash back to meeting with the Baron of the Court of Summer for the Court of Ravens. Okay. My thinking is Tano doesn't have something from the Emperor, but he has something from, like, a different official. Maybe it'll help. Okay. I really like that. So I think we flash to a gondola on one of the floating gardens of Blackspire, which is the capital of the Court of Ravens, which just looks like this massive black castle, like on the edge of a cliff overlooking the frigid Sigirni Sea. Uh, And there's these beautiful hanging floating gardens. No one really knows how they remain floating right out here, like above the Sigirni Sea, but they do. Magic of some sort, perhaps. And you're on this gondola with, like, a tall person, like, shrouded in these, like, tattered robes, almost like uh, Karen, uh, right? Like the spirit fairer in Greek mythology, right? With, like, a big hat. And there's sort of... There's, like, gondola going through this, like, a river of water that just, like, is suspended in the middle of the air, right? Just water sloughing all the way down into the security sea. And sitting in this gondola with you is the Baron of the Court of Summer. I think his name is High Fire. And he is a fire ganasi. Uh, and he's sort of like leaned back, you know, and he's like, he's wearing like a robe that's like unbuttoned down to his navel. He's got like top mm-hmm. surgery scars, right? And he's got mm-hmm. like this like dark brown skin and like this psh, like cracks in his skin where like you see molten lava, like psh, mm-hmm. psh, like pulsing. Uh, and he's like, he's holding out like a, a finger and like psh, a sparrow lights upon it. <laughs> oh, delightful, isn't it? So much nature out here, so much beauty. Yes. What do you is. think, Tano? It is quite a beautiful land that we have here. We are lucky. But of course, you're not meeting with me just to catch up, are you, about the good old days? No, I am not, old friend. I am helping an acquaintance, I would say, with something that could be quite perilous. I was hoping for your boon. I may have to do more untasteful work and need a way to extricate myself. Tano, you know how I feel about your work. Someone like you. And High Fire leans in and like the sparrow flies off in a flutter of wing and song and takes like your two big, powerful hands, right? Just like Mm -hmm. takes them in like they're small, like in comparison, like warm, like dry hands. They look at Mm -hmm. you with these like burning ember eyes. I've always thought that someone like you should be using your strength to help people, not bring life out of this world. Well, you see, some people need help with my strength, and I don't see it as bringing life, I see it as saving others. If I don't go 
with these people on their job, they will surely die. Their jobs to burglar, pillage, conquer? Oz is not to judge. The queen will decide their fate when they go home. Yes, she will. And like, uh, he makes a sort of clicking, trilling noise uh, that mm-hmm. a lot of like court natives make when talking about the, the Raven Queen. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I worry for your soul, Tano. You are so kind. You are so... <sighs> what is it you need help with? A letter, perhaps, to show in case someone thinks that I did something unjust. Uh, would you vouch, vouch for me? I, You know I would not do anything to harm someone who did not attack first. Of course I will vouch for you, Tano, but I need you to make me a promise in return. Of course. I need you to promise that after this job, you retire. Hmm. My heart breaks knowing that you are cutting other people's lives short. The Raven Queen has a plan for all of us. It's not right for us to take other people's lives. That's her privilege. I would ask why I would be given the strength if not to use it to help others when they call on me. Perhaps our definitions of help are mutually exclusive. If you wish, I can pass through you first before I accept other jobs. But I do like seeing the world. You can see the world and not kill other people while doing it. Hmm. I'll think on this. Fine, I suppose that's the best I can get out of you. I'll write you your voucher. And please, Tano, please. And Highfire, like, rests a warm hand over your heart. Mm -hmm. Remember, remember where you come from. Remember what this is all about at the end of the day. I'll put my hand over theirs, and I I never forget. And we flash back to the present, where you have Highfire's, like, writ in your pocket, right? Whether or not it'll fly here is like, eh, yeah. but, you, but you've got it. So why How don't much take stress one, was that? One, one stress. Okay. I, yeah, I take it out and I, I said, I was like, I don't have something from your ruler, but I have one from another. I don't know if that is the same. I, I apologize if not, and I'm wasting <laughs> your time. You extend this writ and this guard reaches out with a, with like a, a, a wrought iron gauntlet and takes it. Perhaps this will be enough, but you too cannot be admitted entry. Come now, love, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Did you check? (laughs) (laughs) Give me a little more, give me a little more. (laughs) Um, I I must be on some sort of list or something. Like, right? I, uh, here's the thing. I frequent libraries all over the, um, everywhere, and I go in and I perform just really stunning stunning stage plays of the books inside you must have heard of me i'm uh micah one name only like madonna don't worry about it. it's a reference you won't understand for some time but listen i'm very talented and in fact i will be getting through those doors i've, I've got a bit of a magic trick up my sleeves part of the performance that you get to see do you mean to tell me guardian of the forbidden stacks that there is some sort of a reading circle happening inside the stacks that you are a featured performer of. I wouldn't say reading circle quiet, you know, it diminishes the hobby. It's more um, like a one-person stage play. But there are highs and lows. The critics, they loved it, you know? 
And I really think it could just elevate this whole occasion, right? You know, just uh, bring something theatrical to it. You've got an actor's bug, haven't you? I can see it. Look at you. Uh, and you see like some like dark mist come out of like the eye holes. Vasio, it looks like you have something you want to say or do. I think while this is happening, <laughs> while this is happening and the focus is on them, uh, Vasio would actually like to possibly use his special ability. Okay, what is it? <laughs> so the special ability that I ended up choosing is Ghost Veil. Ghost Veil, essentially, you may shift partially into the ghost field becoming shadowy and insubstantial for a few moments. Take two stress when you shift, plus one stress for each extra feature. And I would like to take one of those features to make it okay. an additional just, And it is, you are invisible rather than shadowy. <laughs> would you like to do this before you come down the corridor? Like before the guards I notice would. you? Okay. Yes. So take three stress and you do it. A hundred percent. So Vasio, as you know, Micah and V are like, you know, like butt buttering up these scary looking guards wielding their big shadow halberds. Describe to me what it looks like as you go as you go ghost. <laughs> I'm going ghost. <laughs> so Vasio, seeing that like um as he starts hearing the conversation, he's actually gonna just dip behind Tano as they continue down the corridor because they are so much bigger than he is. For a moment, like his the edges of his 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 entire being sort of shifts before it's like mist overcoming him and his form just disappears from top to bottom and he stays in the shadow just waiting for his moment, just waiting for his moment. The mm -hmm. door is open and he's gonna duck in. Okay. I think we see, you know, the audience, but not anyone else. We see like, because the, the carpet's so thick here, we see little like footprints whoosh, 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 going forward as like the doors open and Vasio, you dive through. And I think you I think you just do it because you're invisible and no one's noticing you, right? Yeah. Uh, so you, you dive through these open doors and you land in the forbidden stacks. Uh, but before I describe what you see, because you're the first one there, let's resolve what's happening here with, with the rest of our party. Uh, so Micah, that sounds to be to me, like a sway roll from a risky position to standard effect. Yes. And I will push myself on that one and take an extra. Okay. Extra two stress added one die to it. Uh, I can do assist, right? Yes. You can take the help action. Assist. Nope. Take one stress to give another player plus one D. We all have an extra plus one, don't we? That we can you use. All, you all have an extra plus two that you can use at plus any point. Two. That's a, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and just that's a six. So, um, well, there you go. Oh, no go. one use anything. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I have not heard of this performance, but if that is what the emperor has requested, who am I to deny him his silly little mortal pleasures? So I see. Thank you, love. Just like a tap on the nose, just a boop. <laughs> More mist comes out. You're not sure if they're people. Uh, as they as they stand down and admit the three of you into the forbidden stacks. Du, du, I, du, du. Yeah, I like I like walk in and I'm like, there was there were four of us, right? Did I count wrong? Sometimes I count myself twice. No, no, I think I think you're actually right. I think there were four of us. The doors reform by like bricks like falling down. And they form behind you, right? Before any of that happens, Vasio, would you like to reveal yourself somehow? Oh, absolutely. 
as they're talking and they're trying to count how many members are in, Vasu's just gonna pop out, like mist pops out from him. He's like, shh, it's a library. Four. Okay, I was was right. Fantastic. So as the four of you get settled in the Forbidden Stacks, you see it. You see what it looks like. And it's almost like you're at the top of a lighthouse spiraling down. The forbidden stacks are a cylindrical and they go all the way down. And lining the walls of each like landing are just books upon books upon books about all sorts of things. You see like labels in two that say like, you know, like blood magic, right? And like, you know, like toxic fumes and like all sorts of like really like sinister categories of books, right? And like titles, you know, these like volumes like tattered, like questionable, bound in questionable leather. Is that animal skin or is that a person skin? Yeah, we don't know here, right? You see like volumes that are like dripping, oozing. You see volumes that are like rattling and shaking, right? You see a volume uh, that's just like bound in chains, right? And that's, it's the only volume an entire row. And it's just got mat- like, tons of chains all around it, right? You see like volumes sealed behind like glass cases, you know, etc. You see like palimpsests, you know, in display cases and this like this the forbidden stacks just go all the way down there are no stairs it's just sort of like landings and if you like peek over like uh, a railing uh, you just see like a hole that seems to go uh, you can't see the bottom it's like a well this we jump i still have some rope we could let uh, we could actually like go down on rope oh trust me your time will come friend you will get to to hit things it'll be glorious trust me uh, your your time is coming and then V is like gonna start pulling out rope to like lead down to get to lower platforms. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so V, how long is your rope? Does it say in your load? It doesn't give a length. Um, Enough. <laughs> I know Enough. My Perfect length. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Okay. You throw the rope over. It like descends into the darkness, uh, and you. I'm assuming you like tie the other end like against the railing. Yeah. You don't hear it hit the ground, but you do feel the rope just go slack as it reaches like its entire length, which is let's say maybe 50 feet. Perfect. That's exactly what my other character sheet in a different system says my rope is 50 feet. Uh, V's like gonna like test it to make sure it like feels like it's gonna hold and be like, well, is anyone that, can anyone read uh, Chilong here? here is, is, or I can, I've learned the language. Is anyone else possibly read these books? No. Perfect. Great. Oh, good. I'm so happy for you. A, a, a little you. bit. I still got a lot to learn. Just, just okay. Bit, just okay. Well, all right. Here's what. Here's what we do. How about we just take this wonderful stack here of books and we just take in chunks. I'll take a chunk. You take a chunk. And just if you see something that looks like maybe it has to do with dragons, so you can give a holler. We or cats. Just... Right. Oh, cats. Oh, cats. Oh, wait. <laughs> so we should just mess with these books that we don't understand in this forbidden part of a ancient library? Don't cut them in half or anything. Just look mm. for cats or dragons. Yeah, just... I'm not saying... The, the books are not fingers. Do not cut off pages of books with your... Well, no, but sometimes if it's a, a cursed book or says do not touch me, but then I can't read that it says that, then I touch it and then... But this here's the thing, there's going to be the hazard pay of what you're getting for this job. If you get a little curse, you'll be all right. You'll be so rich, you won't care. Mm. True, curses are quite ineffective. Are we going down the rope? Yes. Yes. Tano says, hmm, and starts to go down the rope. Okay. Is the plan to go as far as you can go, like reach the full 50 feet in like 
take a look around? I think Tana would try that. He's what they're thinking is like, if that's not at the bottom, that they could probably make the jump and be okay. And then if someone else was to come down, they can like catch them. Okay. Tana, why don't you lead the way by climbing down this rope? Are the rest of you following? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe stop the floor above because they're several floors, although we can't see how many, right? Yes, this is correct. Uh, so as the four of you just kush, 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 like on this rope, you feel it like start to creak, you know, like the, the straining of the grain of the rope against like to carry off four of your bodies and all of your loads as well. So I am going to make a fortune roll to see how well, how long you have before the rope snaps because all four of you with all of your loads are on it. Uh, and I'm going to say... It's a pretty good rope, so I'll do two, 2d6. That is a six. That is a five. So the rope holds for for as long as the scene is 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 happening, I think. Uh, but you do hear feel the rope like like strain, right? And like you're like, oh my poor rope. Uh, but eventually, the four of you are sort of like like beads on a, beads on a chain, sort of like all dangling at the bottom of this rope. So I'm gonna ask for a group check. A group survey check from a risky position because you are hanging on a rope to regular effect. Does that mean we all roll? You all roll, and how group checks work is we take the highest of all of you combined. It ain't me. It ain't me. You gotta be one of us. <laughs> no, not me. Uh-oh. What's, what's the highest of each of your rolls? Okay, two, four, one. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so Micah is is carrying here with a four, which is a mixed success, risky. What that means is you do it, but there's a consequence, right? All of you will either suffer harm, a complication will occur, you have reduced effect, or you end up in a desperate position. Okay. As the four of you are hanging there, like, looking around, right? Like, trying to find, see maybe where the bottom is, or, like, find signs of, like, a dragon book or anything like that. Micah, you feel the weave, the swell of magic that suffuses all of Endake start to tighten around your party almost like um you're in a hammock right and then like something like uh gravity starts forcing your body down against the hammock and you can feel like the threads of the weave like biting into your skin like biting into the edges of your soul which you as a whisper would know that means something's coming something magical and something rather hostile and now the four of you all hear a Like whispers, like begin to build up around you as you see the shadows right on the landing that you're dangling in front of. Five landings down, ten feet for each landing. Uh, The shadows begin to shift right in front of the books, and like the various little like motes of light that were just like floating around, lighting your way, begin to one by one snuff out as on the fifth landing down, shadows swirl. You hear a. Of these shadows, whispers just uh, beginning to swirl all around you as now all four of you feel an ominous presence begin to press into the weave around you. What do the four of you do? Is that somebody here? Nobody panic, alright? This is fine. This is also very bad and we might die, but also nobody panic because it's just not becoming. That said, uh, we are in trouble, yes. Oh, I don't think it is my time just yet. We got a visitor. We got a visitor. We got a visitor. Oh, something like that, I think. Yeah. Oh boy. Is, is there a landing near me? Yeah, the railing for the fifth fifth landing is like right next to you. You could probably like just, swing in. 
Yeah, I just like. <laughs> okay, Tano, you you swing your massive muscular like heft over this wooden landing and you land like solidly with your boots on the ground. This causes the rest of the rope to start swinging, right, and creaking. And though y'all got like a a good hit on 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 the rope. Uh, on the fortune roll, uh, adding extra stress to it is not a good idea. And I think uh, Micah, V, and Vasio feel the rope like as a little bit of it starts to unspool from the exertion of this. What do the three of you do? Get off the rope. Vasio lets out just a tiny, just a tiny little yelp, just a little scream before he like throws himself to the nearest landing. Okay. You, you tumble less gracefully and less confidently than Tano, <laughs> but you land up in a, like a pile next to Tano. Micah, V? V is like, this is nothing, everybody. It's just a little. And then like, there's like a little bit of like a whispering. Oh, like get off rope and, and like jumps off onto the platform. You soar through the air. You jump onto the platform next to your uh, heist mates. What about you, Micah? I really want to not jump on the platform just so I can say I have a rope, but that feels irresponsible. <laughs> And, you know, Mike has a sense of self-preservation. So like, oh, all right, fine. This is the most boring option, but I guess. And we'll just swing on over. You swing on over, you land light as a feather. And while this is happening, the four of you notice the shadows begin to solidify. As they snuff out all of these orbs of light, the final orb goes out. And this landing is plunged into darkness. I don't think any of you can see what's around you uh, unless there are like torches in your load, right? That you can strike off, right? Um, but then the four of you feel, you hear a <laughs> almost like a snarfling noise. Uh, and I need all four of you to take one harm as something massive and just rippling with like shadow power plows through you. If you would like to resist this, you can. If you like to resist this consequence. Yeah, how does that work again? Okay, you make a resistance roll. One, you choose to resist a consequence. Uh, I will determine if the consequence will be reduced or negated. It will be re negated. You'll take zero harm, depending on the okay. details. And then I'll determine which attribute would apply. I would say it's prowess attribute to muscle okay. through this. Uh, and then you would roll the dice for that attribute. Okay. If you want to resist this. That is what I will do. I have two dots on the correct side of prowess. Okay. So I'm rolling two. Yes. D6. Can I tell you all the numbers? Uh, just tell me the highest result. Highest result. That is a five. So you reduce the stress by five. Usually resisting gives you six stress, so you only take one stress by resisting. Okay. So tell me what it looks like, Tano, as this, this massive force just bludgeons through you like a freaking freight train, like running through you made of just pure shadow matter. How do you resist it? I whip the short sword on my hip, like out of its holster, and just like cleaves through. You see that this blade is like infinitely sharp not cleaves into the harm but cleaves into so it like doesn't barrel through me i like it and like that you feel the shadow force like part around you right but uh, like straining against the sword like costs you that stress right mm -hmm. if, as if your muscles burn whatever this thing is it's big it's massive it's powerful would mm -hmm. anyone else like to try to resist it or are you gonna take it i think i'm gonna take it v's gonna try to resist actually okay so roll prowess oh. take six stress roll prowess a five Okay, nice. You also reduce it by five. So what does it look like as you're resisting this massive force? I would say she's not like, she's not as adept at the weave and magic as she yet will become. But she like, sort of like just squeezes it down tight. And there's like this green spark that or glow that comes out of her for a little bit. 
and just like causes just a little bit of a force field. It doesn't hold completely, but it like protects it for just the briefest of moments from most of it. I like it. As the as this green light jumps out in front of you, shielding you from this, the light illuminates the darkness and all four of you see the form of this thing just for a flickering second before V's magic gives like a horse like a shadow horse, right? Like pummeling toward you, knocking into all four of you, like like a bowling ball knocking into pins. And then V's shield gives and it dis- dissipates, right? And leaving the horse in its wake. Micah and Vasio, do the two of you resist or are you taking it? Take it, but yeah. <laughs> can, can we like study or survey or something in that yes. light? Yes, for the harm, you can write down pummeled. Right, you're pummeled by this, by this nightmare, let's say. Uh, and yes, mm, let's say Vasio. Why don't you, how are you trying to figure out what's going on here? I think as soon as he's hit by this force, he goes tumbling and he like possibly hits against the rails. He's going to like reach into um, his robes of like many things and he's going to pull out his lantern. Nice. And he's going to turn that boy on. And he's going to, with this light, survey what they're, like, what they're looking at. Awesome. So check off lantern, like, on your load, right? That's something you've used. Um, yes. Can, can continue to use. And why don't you roll to survey in a, oof, in a, it's risky, in a risky situation to standard effect. And why do you add a, add one die to the pool? Because you're using a tool. I would like to use one of the die from my pool as well. Yeah, from the incentive pool? Totally. Yes. Okay. That is a five. A five. Okay, that's good. Um, you do it, but there's a consequence. Okay. Uh, so oh I think you, you realize what's going on, but I think what this means is it, this thing acts again before the rest of you get to react. Uh, so you, you strike the match, the lantern like sheds like a light, like a nice radius, right? Illuminating these like darkened like uh, shelves and illuminating the figure of this horse. It's like massive. It's like a stallion, right? It's like a big war horse, but it's made of just pure wispy shadow magic. And, and like the same sort of like a shadowy mist is sort of like billowing out of its nostrils that sort of came out between the seams of the armor uh, of the guardians of the forbidden stacks. And you, Vasio, a shudder travels down your spine as you realize what this is. I think as all four of you realize what this is. This is, as I mentioned earlier, a nightmare, uh, which is a being, a ho- usually like an e- e- equestrian being, uh, woven from pure nightmare stuff. It's comprised of shadowy wisps of other people's deepest fears and insecurities and flaws, uh, given shape, form, and malicious intent. And... <sighs> It seems to maybe just have been birthed from the collective dark magic emanating from all of these books. You know what I mean? As like an ambient, as a, uh, what's it called? Uh, A consequence of all these books being placed in the same area. And now that there's four living souls with, you know, within its stomping grounds, it's ready to attack and feed. And you know, it feeds off fear. So before the rest of you get to react, and lets out this like snorting, rumbling neigh as like a cloud of shadow rolls out from underneath its hooves and all four of you are swept up in this like like a darkened mist and why don't uh, the four of you each roll me just 1d6 and just hold up the, the number of fingers on your hand of what you get 6 from V okay just keep holding it up 4 Izzy could you move it a bit closer to your face so I can see how many okay that's 3 
<laughs> okay, we are going to start with V. Because he wrote a six. V, as this mist rolls over you, your eyes blink, right? And like the, the lantern light like shudders in front of you, warping like static. What nightmare, what fear of yours swirls up through the mist and takes form in front of you? I'm having flashbacks to the carnival all of a sudden. Um, oh, yeah. I think at this point in her life, uh, V is sees her mother, Paya, and just... And she's like, it's her near the end of her life, and she, she her body's just like, you know, sick. And but she's like, V, you're such a disappointment. You're a terrible child and a terrible daughter, and I'm ashamed that I ever gave birth to you. Would be probably one of her biggest fears at this point. You see a shadowy silhouette take form, like hunched over, <sighs> coughing with sickness. These disappointed words just drawling out of her. And I need you to mark one stress. Who had a five? Did anyone have a five? Anyone have a four? Tano. Okay, both of you. Let's do Tano first. Tano, what fear swirls into existence in front of you? I think it's themselves, but like, you know me, some like Dark Link shit. Okay. It's you, Tano. A shadowy version of you, big and burly. But there's red light sort of sloughing off of its wispy form, and you know that it's blood. And right, and like the, the light is most prominent around their hands. Right? As like this dark version of you is like just like a, you know it. It's like what you fear you'll become, just a stone cold killer who doesn't care that she's helping people, doesn't care about the, the consequences of her next score, her next job. She just likes the thrill of killing. And she jumps at you with a massive fist. Bam! And like I think just like knocks you like square in the face. And I need you to take one stress from that. You also go tumbling to the ground like wrestling with your shadow form, Keitano. Uh, Vasio, what solidifies for you? Vasio, in this moment, it's almost like a memory triggers where he is at the center of people. He's just, he's surrounded by all these people with their fingers pointing towards him. And he looks down at himself and he no longer has his, his, his scales, his dark skin. He's suddenly pale and his true changeling form is revealed and people are shouting and pointing at him that he's a liar, a thief. That's what, that's like the fear that manifests for him. As this image flashes into your brain, the rest of you, see, you're holding this lantern loft still, but instead of things apparating, just a massive wall of, a wall of misty shadow swims over you. And when the, when the shadow disappears, uh, the light's still flickering, but your Yuan-Ti-like form has given way. It's eaten your disguise. Why don't you describe to the party your true form? So Vasia's true form is a much smaller individual. He's only five feet. He's quite small and thin. It's The, the robes are sort of like hanging off of him. It doesn't fill him out. He has long, long white hair that's been braided like messily into this fishtail but it's not complete there are deep shadows under his eyes and his eyes are just pure white and peopleless he looks very much the opposite of his confident self okay last but not least micah what fear takes form for you micah sees herself surrounded by like a forest sort of thing and is huddled 
under like, a, I don't know, like a semi-broken tree. And there's a storm going on all around to her. There's a small child with her who looks an awful lot like her. And they're both just like screaming and crying in terror and uh, lightning just keeps like striking the ground all around them. Is that a memory or is that what actually appears from the shadow? Both. Okay. We see like a little form of like a little girl like crying, making these like horrible like <laughs> like sobbing noises and bolts of black lightning starting to spark out like right like from the storm, right? And both Vasio and Micah, I need the two of you to take one stress. So now that this thing has had a turn to go, how are the four of you fighting back? I mean, I, I'm actively wrestling with my shadow self, right? <laughs> you sure are. Are you going to try to beat the crap out of them? Uh, yeah, I'm going to stand, like, toss a toss, stand up, take the big weapon, the fine heavy weapon, off my back and, like, flick and the scythe blade comes back out. <laughs> and I look it in the eyes and I'm like, let us see who is the better fighter, eh? <clears throat> we both know that it shall be me. You're always too weak. Your greatest weakness was always your heart. The queen only gives what we need. You've forgotten that. Now, run in. Uh, but we take the rest. Uh, and you collide. So I need you to roll to skirmish with yourself. Absolutely. I think this is risky to standard effect. I have two dots. So that means I roll two. Three. Three, yes. Because you have a base of one. Oh! Six. Six. Yeah. Nice. A single six? Yes, one six. You need, okay. Oh, so this is the pool. You need all of them, right? Uh, no, uh, you get a critical if you get more than one six. Is what oh, I have a, is a no, I have a six and two force. Okay, good. Uh, great, then you do it. So tell me how you cut down your shadow self. I think, so we're running, right? This thing they said, like, you know, your greatest weakness is your heart. And as we, like, go to clash, what I want to do is, like, chuck the scythe at, like, the big nightmare. Mm. And I hug the shadow self. Wow. Okay, that is really cool. The scythe like whirls through like a bladed boomerang. And I think it sticks right through the middle of the of the nightmare, right? But the nightmare sort of like a, a desolidifies around where the scythe like stuck. But it see it like mm-hmm. rears up and like kicks in the air, like letting out a neigh of fury and pain as you hug your shadow self. And there's a moment where you make contact with something solid, like solid cloud or solid shadow, right? And you hear your shadow self go, "No, stop it." I am not afraid of you. I know you are part of me, and I am part of you just the same. I am sorry that this thing has brought you here like this, but I hope you return home safely. I will always be a part of you, Tano. You will never escape the darkness in you. And you like hug yourself, right? As like the resistance evaporates and the shadow spirals into you. But it's not, it's not like there's something in you, you know, possessing yeah, you now, yeah, but it's yeah, just, yeah. it's like, it's like poetic, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so who's got something next? Who's got an idea? I'm going to Tempest again, if I can. You sure can. Micah is shaken by this thing that she's seen. Technically afraid, but she's not good at like manifesting fear. So she's just pissed. But right. Okay. This is fucking fun, but now it's done, right? And just kind of like try and maneuver herself into a position closer to the nightmare. Okay. And they will, let's see, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to do the unleash a stroke of lightning as a weapon. Okay. That sounds like a skirmish roll for me. Okay. Uh, so add, you push yourself, Could you add perhaps one. perhaps be a wreck roll? Oh. 
Wreck a place, item, or obstacle with savage force or carefully applied sabotage. Breach, breach defenses with force. Sure. Okay, I'll allow it. It's wreck. Add an extra die and take two stress. Okay, I think this is, that's going to be three. Well, that's a bummer. It's risky standard. What'd you get? Four. Okay, that is a mixed success. I think what that means is you run forward. How are you shooting this lightning? It does it like materialize in your hand? Does it come out from like nowhere? Oh, she stands up, uh, looks toward the nightmare and is like, right, so we're done with this now. Um, Also, fuck you. And we'll just kneel and push one palm into the ground and then lightning kind of shoots up around them and then curves in like a cage sort of thing on the horse, spooky horse, on the bad horse. Okay. Lightning pummels down, like blasts all around you. Uh, I think maybe like a few bolts go stray and blast like a couple books, right? Like like singeing them, I think is what the mixed success means. And a final massive bolt strokes against like the back of this horse. Were you saying you were trying to form a lightning prison or just trying to like dissipate the nightmare? Mostly smash it, but like there is for a second lightning around it. I like it, like a cage of lightning, like uh, hands of God, bam, coming down and just like spiking against this this creature. Uh, and this horse lets out a as you see it, its form begin to destabilize. And as it does, the mist around you starts to starts to like lighten, right? But it, it's still there. It's close. To, it's close to being taken down. I think the complication of that, Micah, is the little girl. Also, a bolt of lightning, just bam zaps into her and she lets out a ah, no ah, this hurts please please stop don't please and she's reaching out to you begging you to stop attacking yeah she stops just can't almost can't move just this isn't real you're not here i i, I don't i'm sorry look i can't do anything what what else is i uh, and panic like just a full sort of no more lightning backs away almost sort of running from this ghost child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I can't, I don't know how to help you. I'm sorry. Can I help? Can I do a help action? Yeah, what are you trying to do here, Tano? I think, because I dealt with my thing, is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, the other people haven't, so they probably can't. So I want to, like, see, like, I'm thinking, I, like, see Micah struggling, and I just want to walk over and just, just these giant fucking hands, like, put, try and put a hand only on her shoulder, but it's probably... Like, like, to, like hanging off your shoulder, and they just like lean down. You cannot run from your past or your fear. You must confront it. No one else can do that for you. I tried confronting it, and she's it. I hurt. They aren't real. That has already happened. But will it define you? And so Micah looks at Tano, and then back at the little girl. Look, I know I wasn't great at, at being a sibling. I'm sorry. I promise I'll make it up to you, all right? Micah, no. Don't leave me again. Please, stay here with me. You're not real. You're not real. You're not real. You just- Please. 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 And as you, like, continue to resist it, like, this apparition starts to, like, discorporate, starts to, like, like, distend, and it starts to, like, lose its form as you're resisting it. Uh, what else do you say or do, Micah? hit it again although i don't know if i have enough strength stress that, that's fair yeah maybe you're just sort of like no like backing away like no this isn't real like no i'm resisting this um and this apparition of your younger sibling just sort of like fully it disappears it sort of turns almost almost into like a viscous shadowy slime but before like 
her, like their body distends and drops into nothingness. The last parting word they, they say is, just because this isn't real doesn't mean it isn't true. And the shadow pools around your ankles. While this has been happening, Vasio, how are you dealing with the fact that your, your disguise is up? You are back in this form that you have so many complicated feelings about. You feel naked, almost, without the protection of a different form enshrouding you like a safe cocoon. What do you do? There's a moment where he raises his eyes to look at the level, at the, at the shadows that are surrounding him, that are, that are almost, in his mind, even pointing accusatory at him, at, at, at trying to push this, this thief, this label of a liar onto him. And he starts to stand like his his form is shaking but he raises his lantern close to his face so that they can all see his face and he shouts look at me look at me look at me this is who i am and it's okay um and he's like tries to shove the lantern forward into the shadows to try and like dissipate all the all all the pointing fingers roll to command with an extra die because that is a really strong response. I'm going to also add the last of the the, the plus two die. Nice. Because uh, <laughs> I have no command. So the highest is five. Okay, that is a mix of set. That's pretty good. Okay, uh, so you you your voice rings out right and the shadow, which has already been tenuous, right, from like a Tano and Micah's like combined efforts. Like, skitters away from you, like the mist dissipates as if it's afraid of what you're saying, afraid of the light emanating from you, both physically and emotionally, right? As you like, you force the shadow to look at yourself, right? When the shadow thought that looking at yourself was the thing you were most scared of. It skitters away from you and as all of these shadows dissipate, they start to go back into the horse, uh, making like repairing the horse almost and causing the horse to but the nightmare is definitely wounded. Okay, so Vasio, as you as you say this, how how is that settling for you? How are you feeling in this moment? He, there is this moment of, of, of almost weakness because now he's not being seen at all. And he sort of, his legs sort of crumble under him and he kneels staring at where the people were. He takes a deep breath and tries to settle himself. Like, this is, this is my face. He tells himself, and he keeps holding up the lantern. All right, who else? <laughs> nice, awesome. V, last but not least, V, how are you tackling this apparition of your mother? So V is gonna, you know, take all this in for a moment and then come to her senses a little bit and be like, no, I watched you die. I burned your body after you died. Everything you ever said to me was a lie. And you in death, will not have power over me anymore. Oh honey, I never lied to you. You only ever lied to yourself, to other people. You are nothing but a bundle of lies. Take apart every deception you've ever woven and what is there left behind? Nothing. No, that is what you did to me. There's absolutely nothing true about what you gave to me. I am making of my life what I want. I am in charge now. Okay, I also want you to roll to command here with an extra 1d. Gonna be Sway instead. Sway with charm and logic. <laughs> Is this charm? Well, maybe logic. 
Okay, you know what? Fine, I'll allow it. I'll allow it because you're V. Because why not? It's a one yeah. shot. Okay, okay. Yay. But you don't you don't get that extra die. That's okay. It sways my number one thing. So. <laughs> I have two sixes for the record. That is a crit. Okay, you Thanks. do it with increased effect. So tell me how your words banish your mom. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I think V will say with one final gusto, your lies are as dead as you are and there's nothing you can do about it. And as she does it, she's like actually filled with some rage and there's like in her hand, a little ball of energy forms that almost looks like a baby chromatic orb. And she chucks it at the apparition of her mother and it just crashes straight into the face. You ungrateful and like these like wisps of like shadow smoke just explode out from the force of this glowing green like beam of light, right? And with that, the last of the shadow like scurries back to the nightmare, which rears up, falls onto its hooves. And now that the shadow has been regathered into its body, it's big, right? It's meaty. It takes up the entire corridor of this landing. It paws at the ground and then it freezes in place. Even the shadow wisps stop moving, like it's a bug suspended in amber, or a moment caught in time, like someone pressed pause on a VCR. It just stops moving, and the shadows also freeze. And the four of you hear a voice from all around you go, I think I've seen enough. Come. And it's like time and space collapse. Like you're, suddenly, like you're in like a glass elevator, and someone, you know, you're on the 200th floor, and someone cut the cables and you plummet, right? You see, like, rushing up around you, books, shelves, scrolls, the ground drops out from under you, all four of you feel like your gut, like, just rise all the way up into your throat, you're in free fall, you're, you've hit terminal velocity, and then your feet land on solid ground as the four of you are teleported uh, to the bottom of the Forbidden Stacks, the nadir of the library, where you see Red earth greets your bare feet. I think Tano, because you're barefoot, right? <laughs> like your 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 toes wiggle on top of this like red, rich, densely packed sediment. All around you, sort of like a uh, domed almost, and you can see like the the second to last landing above you, and like almost like you're like frogs at the bottom of a well, looking up, 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 up at the ceiling, and you realize now, looking up at the ceiling, that this domed ceiling of the stacks. It's actually glowing faintly in like a perfect mirror of the constellation of Mengshen Zhidi, like stars in the night sky above you. And sitting in front of you in the middle of this chamber is a woman. Uh, she's cross-legged, sitting, almost like she's meditating. She's got this like robe, right, with a sash tied around her, and the robes sort of spill out around her knees. But the most prominent feature of this woman is her hair. Black hair, dark as midnight, dark as the ocean. <sighs> extends into the shadows around her spilling all around her feet pooling in little piles right like all over the earth and it extends into the darkness and you can't tell where the shadows begin and her hair ends right there's just so much of it like she's a spider in the middle of a silk cocoon she looks up and the four of you see like a brown like a dark brown face with these like black eyes she looks normal like a just a regular human woman. Uh, but the weave is so tight around her, the four of you have a feeling that maybe this nightmare, you see the nightmare actually like drift down 
from the edge of the, this quote-unquote well and pfft, disappear into her hair, you realize it was a tendril of her hair, right? Which is also the shadow all around, all around the forbidden stacks. I am Sing. I am the keeper of the vault, guardian of the forbidden stacks. And the four of you are? I am Tano. I hail from the Court of Ravens. I am, uh, I'm, I'm from everywhere. All right, are we just going to pretend you didn't just try to kill us? Because that's a bit awkward, right, to do introductions after all that. You, the younger sibling, the one you can never quite protect. Yeah, who are you? Sorry, just being very invasive. We're just here for a book. I don't know what 20 questions. They said what they were. Doesn't give any permission to go poking around our minds, does it? She also has a point. I, and I point back at Micah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sing cocks her head, looking forward. And I think the four of you realize in that moment that she's, uh, she's blind. Because her mm-hmm. eyes like aren't focusing on you. But she can still like obviously like sense that you're there. I didn't do anything that was unwarranted. The four of you are interlopers, are you not? I don't know how you got past the guardians of the gate. To get here, in fact, is quite commendable. Very few make it this far. Very few have the ambition to match. I will ask again, who are the two of you? And Micah and V, two strands of shadow, like her hair, peel off the, the, the red earth around you. Like, wait, like, like, lift up. Not in like a threatening way, but almost like, um, like feelers. Or like, uh, like, um, searchlights drifting around your face. You can call me Valerie. My name is Valerie. I'm from a little bit of here, a little bit of there. I ask primarily as a courtesy. As Micah was astute enough to point out, I have been inside your minds. V. We might have a different uh, understanding of the word courtesy, but okay. Years of serving his Majesty, his brilliance, dream-blessed, the Emperor, have worn away my ideas of politeness. I am Sing, dream-eater. What are the four of you searching for? Well, new friend, new friend Sing, we're just looking, we were looking for books about dragons. You didn't have any in your regular collection. I was just curious, maybe somewhere in in this uh, forbidden stack you may have an Pretty interesting book on the history and lives of dragons. Interesting. She cocks her head to the side and says, There is a great many number of valuable tomes that I guard. I may or may not have in my possession that which you seek, but that doesn't answer the most pressing concern. These are the forbidden stacks, only those... With the Emperor's explicit permission, or the Emperor himself can enter, and I don't think the four of you are either of those things. Mm. I have noticed your intrusion. I am the alarm. Give me one reason why I shouldn't call the full might of his divine fury unto you. You said yourself why. You said most people do not make it this far. It is quite formidable. Yes, she said that, yes. She did. She said commendable, but yeah. yeah. Instead of responding, V just gonna be like um like almost jaw dropped that Tano has like such a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't like let's punch her. Right. <laughs> if those who are worthy make it here, then by 
bringing the might down, then aren't you saying that we the emperor was wrong? And that is not allowed, yes? That is a good point. Tano, <laughs> why don't you roll to sway someone? You're in a risky position. The effect will be standard. Roll to sway. And I do and, the help action. Yeah. Gonna, can we all yeah. help? I was, I was yeah. going to take that plus two I have. You know what? Why don't we, we put all of the dice in this? So why don't all of you help? All of you take uh, one stress. So you get an extra three and an extra two from your plus two, Tano. Okay. So one, three, two. Okay. So that's at least six dice. Yep. That's what we got. Here we go. Oh, here's, <laughs> here's the other three. Oh, okay. We got a five. There's no six. <laughs> no, no six. Oh, no. We got two six. four. We got two fours of five. Okay. Would you like to push yourself and roll roll one more dice if you take two stress? Yeah, I can afford it. I'm saving. I'm saving in case I gotta do something fancy. I'll, I'll okay. do that. Okay. So I roll one more die. You said one more, one more. Let's let's pray for that six. It's another five. Mm, lots of fives. Okay, okay, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> it's still a hit, still a hit, y'all. You say this, Tano, and Sing, Dream Eater, pauses and says, "I do not fear the Emperor. If he decrees that I die for my negligence or my incompetence, then I shall die. Yet." Hmm. You do raise a fair point. It is quite impressive the four of you have made it down this far. I offer you a deal. Give me your sweetest dream, your most blessed memory, and I shall let you into the vault, for I hunger. I came to help, so I can do this. Step forward, Tano. I walk forward. What is the most blessed memory, the sweetest dream? That you offer her. I actually take the sword off my hip, and it is the memory of when he was the bear in the summer, and he was just a friend. The first time I like went traveling was um, with him when we were both younger, before we were of age where we'd be in the court of summer. We were just out traveling, and he actually bought me that sort of like the last bit of money he had. Wow, you're offering the sword or the memory. Yeah. And both. This, this both like the sword is he's a very 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 they are so they are simple dembo and yes. so like is offering the sword but i think sing gets the idea i don't know if she if they take the sword or I not i think so i think so you offer the sword and these tendrils of her hair her shadow hair reach forward and take it from you and like sort of incorporates this beautiful sword into the vast, vast volume of her hair as she eats it and as she eats the sword, you sort of see this beautiful memory of like your friend Highfire, more than a friend, giving you this sword. You see it fly out like in front of your eyes and it just vanish. And you're left with a sense of melancholy. You know that you lost something, but you can't remember what it is. And now Sing turns to the rest of you. And what shall the rest of you offer me? The seal will walk forward. You know, for the price, worth it. Uh, and what he's going to offer up is the memory of a person. Essentially, he is offering up the form that he was just wearing, that Monty, him offers up the memory, this person, the sweetest memory is them training together you know, with his tribe when he's not wearing a single mask or face, it's just his true form. The two of them training together in the jungle, hunting, 
and it is this one his face the memory that he offers is just ends with his face smiling back at Basio and he offers that up okay this person are they still alive or have they passed no. on okay do you have a name for them um I'm gonna call him Max Max okay <laughs> you proffer your hands almost in reverence and a memory uh Okay, a tendril of hair peels off the ground and like approaches you, right? And like touches your chest. And you sort of feel like a like a strange almost like sucking sensation out of your out of your heart specifically as the tendril peels away. You see a molt of light just drift drift out of out of your sternum. And the tendril forms fingers and closes it, you know, as it devours this memory of Max. And you get just like Tano, you see this memory like drift out in front of your eyes. The last thing you remember is this smiling, loving, like, scaled face, and then it drifts off, and like, Tano, you're left with a sense of loss, but you don't recall what you lost, and I think maybe without even knowing why, you start to cry. Like, your tears start welling in your eyes. Micah? V? Micah looks at V, and then at Tano and Vasio, and it's just like, well, this seems suspicious, doesn't it? You won't for me, after having poked around in my head, you want to see my most valuable dream or else you're going to, I don't know, call your scary friends. Yes. Fine. You know, nightmares are often born of that kind of memory stuff anyway, so what do I care? Step forward and also do the thing. She sees, let's see, herself again as a smaller person with that same little girl. And it's just, it's basically the, the opening scene from, like, uh, Frozen. Sure. Um, it's like, look, look what I can do. And I think Micah holds out a hand to their sister <coughs> and just has, like, a tiny ball of uh, lightning floating there. Look, you can touch it. It won't hurt you, I promise. It won't, really? But apparently, say, all the elders, everyone, all the adults say to stay away from lightning. Yeah, well, adults are boring, hun. Listen, I wouldn't ever let anything hurt you. And look how pretty it is, right? It is really pretty. Okay. And your little sister, like, touches the lightning and <laughs> giggles a little when it zaps her, just, like, harmlessly, right? <laughs> oh, it kind of tickles. I think that's kind of where that is. Like, right, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, when you're older, I'll show you how to do it, okay? Promise? Of course. When have I ever lied to you? <laughs> Best big sibling ever. And she, like, rushes forward and, like, hugs you, like, around the waist. And you, you know, the tendril peels off your chest, right? And this like floating moat of your memory drifts out. What is your sister's name, if you have it on hand? Yeah, no, that's a good question. That, let's say Rosie. Rosie, okay. Peels away, the fingers wrap around, and the dream eater eats your memory. Uh, and just like Vasio, just like Tano, this memory floats out in front of your eye, eyes. And like you, the, the sensation of being hugged, of being loved and trusted, smell of your sister's hair, her smiling face fades. And you're left with a sense of just like a hole in your chest, right? And as the dream eater takes your memory, uh, Micah, Sing says, oh, you have such a hard, beguiling exterior, yet on the inside, so much love, so much pain. You're right, fuck off. <laughs> okay. Uh, she fucks off, turns to V. Uh, so... <laughs> V, what memory do you offer up? V is thinking for a moment and 
not even controllable, but like it's just this is it's both a memory and a dream combined. It is her entire relationship with Lotus and the dream thinking about their conversation in the morning about perhaps settling down together. That's the dream. And that's oh the memory. Oh my god. Also, I have to commend you, Erica, for like figuring out like an in-character way to retcon such an important NPC that you've never brought up in our main campaign before. This is actually the perfect way to do that. Uh, so honestly, like hats off to you. Okay. You step forward, hair peels off, takes it from your chest. And as it goes, it's, I think, because you're offering up an entire relationship, as opposed to just like little like parcels from each of your teammates, this glowing orb is bigger, right? It's like, and as it like comes out of your chest, you know, you can sort of see flashing past your eyes, every memory that you've ever had with Lotus, meeting her, kissing her for the first time, right? Like under that bridge in Long as like rain was falling, you know, like um, making, uh, did I seriously just, was I seriously about to say making love? What the fuck? Uh, having sex with her for the first time. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm manly. Uh, you know, just fl- fluttering past, right? Just her embrace, her smell, her laughter, the story of how she lost her horn, the story of every single scar that she's only ever told you, only ever trusted you to tell. You give. And the dream eater eats it. And V, are you crying? Definitely. Yeah. Thank you for your offerings. I know you don't remember what they were, but I do. I will forever enjoy the spoils of war. And just like when she like folded time and space to get the four of you down here, she folds it again and the four of you feel like a like a dropping sensation as you land in a chamber underneath the bottom of the forbidden stacks. You land inside a vault. It's like a bank vault here almost industrial, clinical, lit up. Just there's no light source, but everything is just bright. Like light coming from nowhere and everywhere at once. It's empty, completely domed, right? Not very big, but there's a pedestal in the middle, a little raised dais in the center and a pedestal. And there's magic. There's nothing on the pedestal, but there's magic, magic runes etched up every either off four sides of the square pedestal that um, Micah, you can read and so can UV. And it basically says like, request the book. You know, speak what you desire, and it will appear. What do the four of you do? I I look at V. Is this what you came for? Sure does look fancy. Yeah, this does look like V is like still like wiping off tears and like not even remembering why she's crying. But we've come for the history of dragons. We've come for. I think she she would say the title in like. Chilongian, like it, mm-hmm. like in in the actual language, because she would know the title of the book. Okay, I think it would be the secret magics of the dragons of Banua. That checks out. <laughs> the four of you step up onto the dais. You say its name, V. There's a glimmer of light, almost like a pillar coming down, like a like in Star Trek when they they get beamed up, <laughs> and like this light spills out like mist, like um, like ice, like ice fog spills over, you know, illuminating all of your faces. And it's sort of a mirror of the very beginning of this one shot where all of you were like cramped around a table studying a map. Now all four of you cramped around this pedestal looking down, right, at this empty space. When the light disappears, you like blink, you like adjust your eyes. There's no book. Book does not appear. But in its place appears a note. And on the note is written, borrowing this, signed 
Dr. Hitsaga Tenoluso. And I think we're going to end the session there. We're going to end that one shot there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Transplaner. This episode was edited by Waffles of Waffles Maple Syrup, a Starfinder and Pathfinder 2E podcast and stream you can check out wherever you pod your casts. This episode is also sponsored by Explain Trade, a bespoke training consultancy specializing in trade policy, negotiations, and communication. Music is by Connie Chong, CIS, Fezlian Studios, and Soundstripe. Please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. This helps so much with getting new listeners to find us. New podcast episodes drop every Tuesday. If you can't wait that long, tune into our live stream Saturdays at 7 p.m. U.S. Central Time on Twitch at TransplanerRPG. Also, toss us a follow on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at TransplanerRPG. We also have a Patreon. Patrons get early access to episodes, character sheets, high-res art, and much, much more. And finally, a very special thank you to our Patreon paragons. Azura, Bradley, Brookbright, Charles, Chiacres, Cora Eckert, Emma, Hat, Conding, Lex Slater, Marvelous, Purple Mouse, Scruffesis, and Target.